Again, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Brother Seth, and you're listening to the Five Most On Network on Blog Talk Radio. Well, folks, tonight, 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 we have part three, why some pastors accept African-American as Israelites and others don't. It's just that simple. And uh, when I sent this message to many of you, but some of you didn't get this message of our show's description, so let me go ahead and read it real quick. Earlier, I sent this to many of you via text, phone line. I went on to say a special... Actually, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait to after the after our um, little intro music to play that, to, 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 to read that. I want to get more people in the house before I read that show's description. But anyway, I really do thank all of you for tuning in to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. And um, I just want to... Um, uh, thank those of you on the phone lines already, and those of you in the in the chat room already, uh, ready to go with this part three again. Um, as we talk about pastors, ministers, clergy accepting the Israelites, and some of them rejecting, and some of, some of them just simply ignoring this whole movement. This global movement is not a, something that's just can to just the states, but it is an international movement. And I believe the Father has his hand in it. I don't think it's just something of the flesh. I think it's, it may start off in the flesh, you know. Uh, it may be something that gets people's attention. But we always point them through, point them through, or point them towards the Father and his Messiah. So, folks, anyway, I really thank you all for your time. I can't say it enough, especially those you've been tuning in to since 2011. Really appreciate it. I mean, you could do so much with your time, but you chose to be a part of this network, and I appreciate it, appreciate it. All right, folks, what I'm going to do is just take a little short break and uh, put a little something-some, and I think you all going to be blessed by this song. Uh, this is by Queen N-A-G-N-A-I-J-A powerful little sister with this song here and folks we're going to be right back after this okay so stay tuned here we go
start uh, ciphering these phone numbers, um, okay? And y'all, my, I don't know what to do with my pro computer. It is really giving me a hard time, and I'm having to use another computer. That is going to just crap my style, but we'll do what we can. Uh, before I get into the program, I just want to say real quick, and I'm going to go kind of fast so uh, so I can cover a lot of things, but folks, listen. Uh, if you missed last week's show, you missed a treat. We talked about the spiritual Jew on last week. We talked about the spiritual Jew. Uh, many people think uh, we talk about the whole Israelite uh, uh, African Americans being one of the lost tribes of Israel is just fleshly. There's no spirituality to it. You guys are glorifying the flesh. You guys are glorifying the flesh. And the scripture says the flesh profiteth nothing. And, uh, of course, I always tell those people, throw away your driving license, throw away your marriage certificate, and forget your completely physical ID. And they look at me crazy, but that's exactly what you're saying. when you The scripture, when it says the flesh profit nothing compared to the spirit, compared to the glories of what happened when we, when we was engrafted in Christ, when the Father put him.
folks, I don't know if y'all can hear me or not. Um, okay, let's do this. Okay, folks, I don't know if y'all can hear me or not, so let's do this. We're going to turn the music down here. Okay. Don't know if you can hear me. Um, area code 716259. Who am I speaking with? Uh, Brother Jermaine. Okay, Brother Jermaine, you can hear me. That means everybody else can hear me. Could you hear the music I was just playing? No, like you had went out for like... Like five minutes or so, like it was just like the okay. last thing we heard was like spiritual Jew, and then it just went like it cut out for a minute. But I hear you now, okay. so I'm pretty sure everybody else can hear you. Okay, all right. Well, sorry about that, folks. I don't know what's going on. This happens every time. Blog talk is so raggedy. I'm just looking for a better train to catch. But anyway, brother, I want to welcome you to the, another episode of Blog Talk Radio, the Five Star Network. And uh, brother Jermaine, as many of you know, this is the gentleman who. Uh, came on a couple of weeks ago and really shared with us some things he was concerned about with regards to the Israelites. And so the brother is back tonight with his pastor, and I think he is area code 716553. So let's go ahead. This, uh um, we've got Jermaine Jackson on the line, a minister in the Buffalo area. Let me go in and bring on his pastor. Erico 716553, Brother uh, Foreman, Pastor Foreman, are you there? Pastor Foreman, are you there? Yes, I'm on. Don't scare us like that. We already had trouble with our lines. Okay, speak up a little bit, brother. But anyway, welcome, welcome to another episode on the Five Smooth Stone Network. How you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, Brother Seth. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I'm doing really good, and I'm uh, happy to be back. And I appreciate you inviting us back. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you back. And, uh... A little music in the background. Everything looks like it's rolling now. Okay, let's go ahead back to the phone line. So I'm going to go a little faster, and they can do their uh, formal introduction a little later on after I get everybody on. I'm concerned about getting everybody on. Okay, Pastor Chris, all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, are you there, sir? I am here, Brother Seth. How are you doing this after this evening? Oh, brother, I'm not doing that good with these lines and so forth. So, but it's good to hear your voice. Good to be doing part three. Uh, again, talking about pastors and their response to the Israelites. Um, go ahead and say hello to the people briefly, and I'm going to go to Brother John. Good evening, everybody. Hope we have a good discussion tonight. And we will. We will. May have to have you do a little reading tonight, brother. I don't know if you have your scriptures handy there, but I may need you to do a little reading tonight, okay? We'll see sure, just a little. Sure. All right. Okay. Back to the phone lines. And the folks, again, I apologize for that. That it, it is. I promise you, it's got to be blocked. Of course, my computer was moving slow. But even when I uh, do, did what I'm doing right now, I didn't get voices. Uh, let's try Brother John again. It didn't work earlier. Eric code seven nine seven two eight zero five. Are you there? I am here. Well, go ahead and say hello to everyone, John. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Brother John, kind of a frequent flyer with, with the Five Smooth Stones Network, kind of intermittently, so to speak. Um, good to meet everybody. Hey, Pastor Chris, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, Brother John. Good to hear your voice, too. Likewise, man. Likewise. And since you said hello to Pastor Chris, you might as well say hello to Brother Jermaine, as well as 
uh, uh, Pastor Foreman uh, as well, uh, or Stephen, however you want to be known. Yeah, Brother Jermaine, Pastor Foreman, uh, hello. I actually, um, I listened to the show that you all had, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, so I actually didn't remember <laughs> I didn't remember y'all's names, um, but <clears throat> um, I was um, pleased to hear the way that you handled yourself on that on that given show. That was uh, um, it can get pretty fiery up in the Five Smooth Stones network. But um, I just want to say hey. So thank you, brother. Yeah, let me stop it. being rude. Let me stop being rude. Uh, this is Pastor Chris, Brother Jermaine, and Pastor. Good evening. Good evening, Good evening sir. And uh, with you, I mean, I guess you can go ahead and just let everybody, uh, just uh, again, I just want you to give everybody your name, but tell me about the name of the ministry you're working with, then we'll let the pastor do, uh, come on and, and do the same. Uh, I'm out uh, in Buffalo, New York, moved up there about eight years, uh, at Church called Christ Crusaders Assembly, and um, the heart of everything that we do, uh, obviously, is centered around giving the gospel message to those who are who are lost and being a light to the world. Um, and so whatever means we can do that, right now we're in the season of doing our outreach in the summertime, uh, every Wednesday, going into the streets and giving the gospel and providing food and, and uh, clothing at times as well. So, yeah. Okay, now this is what I want to do because someone is saying they can't get on, so I'm going to call somebody else. It had nothing to do with us. This is somebody that something else. So I want Brother uh, Foreman, if you can, to go ahead and just get a little bit, I know a little bit about the church. And no more than about three minutes. And then after he go, Brother Chris, you go. Let everybody know a little bit about what you, you, you're doing. And no more than about three minutes. And uh, then by that time, I'll be back, okay? Sounds good. So again, Pastor uh, Palmer, you, you, you're up next talking about what you're doing there in Buffalo. No more than about three minutes, three or four minutes, and then Pastor Chris, if you can come behind him, and I should be back by then. Sounds good. Thank you, Brother Seth. Uh, Pastor right. Steve Foreman here. Pastor Steve Foreman here. Uh, glad to be back. Um, Buffalo, New York, uh, church on the east side of Buffalo, uh, pretty much ministering to our neighborhood, getting involved in our community. And as Brother Jack had shared, um, pretty much the essence of what we seek to do is uh, minister, the, minister the gospel uh, to as many people as we can that are lost and broken. Um, the integrity of Scripture is a key component to what we do as a ministry here, um, maintaining the integrity of it and delivering the message to the people, um, to the general body and to those outside the general body to uh, witness to them, speak to them about the words of Christ. And um, when we get a chance, we we do all these other aspects of ministry, but the component is really preaching that gospel. That's pretty much it. Pastor Chris? Okay, I'm Reverend uh, Alcee Chris, Jr. I'm a senior pastor at Aletheia Temple Church, and Aletheia is the Greek word for truth, and we try to spread the gospel, but we try to spread it from the standpoint of that's our story. That's, those are our uh, relatives in the scriptures, and there are so many ties to uh, Ethiopian Egypt in the Bible that we are not aware of that would kind of change the way we perceive God and the way we perceive ourselves. So we do a lot of community outreach. Uh, I went to a meeting not too long ago. Uh, the city of Fort Worth is trying to uh, start a citizens review board for the police department because uh, I guess you it's been on the national news. We have a few issues 
with our local police department. But we just try to get involved in the community, try to feed, educate, um, provide uh, things for young children to do, and just try to reach out to the community. You know, our churches in the middle of the uh, area we call Stop 6 in Fort Worth, and that's where pretty much our people live. And I guess it's going on in a lot of cities. We have a lot of Latino brothers and sisters that are in the neighborhood also. Very well. Uh, if I if I may, Pastor Ford, I'm just going to step in on behalf of Brother Seth, and, and while he's taking care of whatever given um, technical scenarios that he's uh, addressing, I'm assuming that in the same way that Pastor Chris uh, was ex- kind of explaining the demographic uh, that he uh, has his church ministering to, and the area that he's in, is that similar to yours or no? Yeah, the east side of Buffalo is predominantly, uh, specifically the Maston District uh, and Ellicott District, which connect. Uh, we're just on the corner of the Ellicott District, and it bridges over. It also connects to the Maston District, made up of 80% African-American people uh, in the Maston mm-hmm. District, which, like I said, we're right there on the border. So we're pretty much in that neighborhood, and I would say 80 to 90% of my neighborhood is predominantly African-American. So, yes, uh, the demographics is, is similar. Uh, I'm assuming uh, that that he has down there as well. <clears throat> yeah. So, if I may, the did you and and you can feel this one as well, Pastor Chris. Did you intentionally place your uh, ministry there for the express purpose of reaching out to that demographic, or did you happen to find the location and? minister to whomever it was on the highways and the byways? So um, the church preexisted before I even got here. So this is not a startup Mm -hmm. ministry for me. This is a ministry that I um, joined and I've been pastoring for the last 24 years. But the ministry in and of itself uh, um, started here back in the early 60s. And before that, it was down in the lower end of the city, which again was also pretty much predominantly African-American. And so the mm-hmm. the, the pastor at that time uh, relocated. Um, the Lord blessed them with a building. Uh, they were able to mm-hmm. buy it at a very, very reasonable price. They remodeled it, turned it into a uh, church. And ever since then, uh, this church has existed. But I would say um, from okay, the okay. tenor... Uh, 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 do me a favor, uh, only for time's sake, uh, uh, Pastor Foreman, if you could, uh, like I said, no more than three minutes, because I want Pastor Chris again and talk a little bit about his, what's going on with the work there. Am I missing something, John? I heard you. I yeah, you it. actually are. We What what happened is that they already had kind of jumped in and My bad. Uh, gave the, the, My the bad. three minutes. And so the question on the table, um, Pastor Foreman had initially explained what, what he did as far as uh, ministry goes and uh, reaching persons with the gospel. Pastor Chris did the same thing. Um, Pastor Chris made a statement in reference to the demographic that he reaches out to. So the question gotcha. that I put out initially to uh, Pastor Foreman was, um, did they choose that particular area uh, okay. to... Say no more. Okay, Pastor uh, uh, Foreman, go ahead and finish what you were saying in like a minute. And uh, I apologize to y'all. I had to just, people couldn't get in, so now they're listening. But go right ahead, sir. 
Uh, uh, Pastor Chris, please go ahead. I, I said what I had to say, so uh, I would have just gone okay. on, so I'm fine. Thank you, sir. Um, well, uh, a little bit different. I started, uh, I was guided by God and the Holy Spirit to start a ministry. I used to be a United Methodist pastor. And um, my intent was to more or less serve African-Americans. And the Lord just kind of moved us around a couple of places, and we we ended up landing in Stop 6. You know, my ministry was kind of geared toward African-Americans anyway, but the Lord just put us in a neighborhood that was predominantly African-American. And so that's that's how we got, uh, you know, we were placed where we we are now. Understood. And if I may, Seth, uh, before you jump in, I think that, it's imperative that we right now who are all speaking on this phone, um, we call the Messiah Lord. We all call him that, which means that we're brothers amongst one another. Um, and the only reason why I bring that up is because uh, I've been in Fort Worth and I've sat with Pastor Chris before along with Ella Shua as well as you, Brother Seth, and we talk about a myriad of things, and it may not be the same exact bullet points that they do in Buffalo. It may be a different approach, but that makes us no less brothers than we are. And so I wanted to initially just remind us of who we are, whose Lord, uh, uh, the Lord that we serve, uh, which some people call him Jesus. Uh, I know that I do not. Some people call him Yehoshua or some type of derivative of that name, um, I normally just call him the Messiah. And so, but Amen. I just want to say, Amen. all brothers, all brothers. Right, well, that's right. a very good but, point. You know, and, and, I, and, and I think we all do call him Lord. He is, uh, I, I, I like to say it like this, we are serving the Father with Christ's example, by Christ's example. And the reason why John said he don't call him Jesus it's because there was no J in the Hebrew, and so he uses the Hebrew, so don't get bent out of shape. I, that's exactly what he meant. So, folks, listen. Again, John is right. He will. He is Lord tonight, and he will be Lord forever. We're talking about Yeshua, Hamashiach. Brother Brother Seth. Brother Seth, can I interject, please? Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm with Brother John. I'm I'm a, a cordial individual. I'm a respectful man, and I'm going to respect all of you. Um, whether if I agree with you or not, I'm certainly not going to be the guy who's going to go off on a show and berate somebody just because I feel like they think differently than me. Regardless if they think differently than me, I'm still going to honor them with as much respect as I can. But now when we get deeper into our discussion and you're asking me to call him Lord, the Lord of your mind might not be depicting the same Lord that I'm thinking about. Now we can convey this idea that we're, hold on, let me finish just so we can be on the same page. Not that we have to use the same word where the dialogue is the specific subject. If you want to go into about we're serving the same Lord or using the same name or whatever, that can be a whole nother topic because you may not use Jesus, but I use Jesus and I will use Jesus. So I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I just don't want to be cornered into saying I have to say right. Lord. 
And neither neither do we want to turn the show into what you call him. John was just trying to be politically correct. I understand his spirit. But so let me just say this. It's Mary's baby. He walked the water. If anybody opposes anything I'm saying, say, no, I don't believe that, and we'll stop right now. We'll note how that person feels. Mary's baby, okay, the, 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 the person of the New Testament, the, the person who came and died for our sins. We, that's what we're talking about, folks. We're not talking about some other person. So just so we want to spend 30 minutes on that. And I know hey, what John hey, is doing. Hey, He's hey, trying hey, to be hey, on one accord. I'm sorry. Can I? Can I? Can I interject? I, I, I mean, quickly, brother, Chris, quickly, is it okay? Not on the I just want to go say ahead. Something. Well, it's it's that I don't say Jesus because Jesus means hell, Zeus. When when the Europeans were taking the gospel out of Africa, they changed Yeshua's name to Jesus, which means hell, Zeus. And so, and then with Lord, that's a man's title. God is way above us putting a title on him that's another, uh, that another human being can, can have. And I, I think that's kind of disrespectful to the sovereignty of God to, to give him a title that a man has. Okay. But again, that's a debatable. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, please. Let me just say this, because I promise you, we hear your heart. Y'all are talking about the Savior that came to this earth, and you have different belief systems is what you call them. We respect that. Let's move on, please, if we could, because we are definitely talking about the same person. He came as Mary's baby, died for our sins. The Father put us in him. We've been made righteous through his blood. The Lamb of the Most High, okay, Emmanuel. I mean, we, 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 we got, okay, let's just move on, please, if you don't mind. So again, folks, I'm comfortable again, with that. Folks, I'm comfortable with that. Are you comfortable with that? And, and yeah, I yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable. Okay, That's really, what I was trying to say is that. Everybody, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second, everybody, hold on a second, everybody. Everybody's comfortable with it. Please, let's move on. Okay, I got a lot of scriptures. We have a lot of scriptures to read. The pastor Chris, I was going to ask him to read, brother John, and it's it's okay. So just bear with me. I know I had a little trouble in the beginning, and I do apologize, but I just want. Don't want the enemy to score on here. We want we got a, a a lot of our young people, for whatever reason, they're claiming to be Israelites. They say that the Bible is talking about them. Brother Pastor Foreman is sharp as attack. He'll be able to let us know why they feel that way, where the deception is. Brother Jermaine Jackson is on the line. He's sharp as a tack. He's going to be able to articulate through the scriptures why he agree and disagree. And if we disagree at the end, it's okay. Everybody has just spoken their conviction, and the listeners would have to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide them. Having said that, I would like to uh, uh, at the guest pastor. Uh, well, actually, Brother Jermaine Jackson, could you lead us in prayer uh, from this time on out, please, if you could just... Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for just allowing us uh, another chance to be here, allowing us another day to wake up. Um, allow our hearts and minds to stay focused on one thing, and that's glorifying you. Allow our hearts and minds to, to go back and reflect on, on Scripture and thought so that ultimately you may be glorified and that we will recognize that. So I pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. 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 All right, people. Uh, brothers and sisters on the phone line, if you have a question or comment, remember to press 1, and I'll bring you on as soon as I can. we got a lot of people on the line. Folks, watch the noise. If you drop a pin, I promise you're going to hear it when we play it back. Uh, I, I, unfortunately.
unfortunately, I don't want to do a lot of talk because I'm going to try to bring you all in different times. But here's the goal. The goal is for the next hour to present scriptures, scriptures, scriptures of what these young people are saying. They interpret to mean Israel was a people of color. Again, I'm going to introduce scriptures where millions of people are saying, hey, look at these scriptures. That's got to be the African-Americans. Now, there's other Israelites scattered throughout the four corners. The scripture says God said he was scattered Israel throughout the four corners. But we want to focus on the African-American today. Whenever I say this scripture fits us, please don't say uh, it fits more than just African-Americans. I know it do. It's going to fit any Israelite or Jew that's scattered. So for time's sake, let's not get into an argument of well, you keep saying it's, it's African American. I'm I'm only saying it's African American. We're talking about African American, but these scriptures that we're going to present to you tonight is going to apply to Israel wherever they're scattered, which we believe is vastly dark-skinned people. I hate saying black and white. I talked with a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine earlier, a Bible scholar, and he had major trouble in me saying black and white, and I do too. But we have to say black and white because somebody's come before us and painted everything white, whitewashed it. And now they got they throwing off Bible prophecy. They throwing off Bible prophecy when we go look in the scripture and look at what happens to Israel, you know, Israel's a type of it's a type of time clock. When we look at the prophecies, we can't see Israel because we're looking for something that's not there. We can say we don't want to talk about black and white all we want to, but we look at when we when we see somebody light skinned with their hair curled and they wearing a certain thing, we say you Jewish. So we do look at color. So we're just trying to bring out clarity tonight because we're living in perilous times, brothers and sisters. We got to know what's what, who is who, who's not, because Israel is going to usher in even the returning of the Messiah. It's vitally important we know who Israel is. Another thing. Israel needs to know who Israel is because if they're in disobedient, they're going to be going through seven times harder, according to Leviticus 26, more than everybody else. They're going to be going through things seven times harder than anybody else. And if they don't know why, they may do what African Americans do, and that is blame themselves have low self-esteem, thinking something is wrong with them when other people can come into wherever they've been scattered. For tonight, we're talking about American and African-Americans, but you could, there's Israelites in West Africa, Israelites in South America, Israelites in South Africa, Israelites in China, Israelites in Australia. And I do even believe some of the people in Israel with white skin is Israel because initially they was brown skin, according to the scriptures, and they was taken to captivity and went up north. The Bible says he scattered them to the four corners. Europe is one of the corners. When they went up there with all of the white-skinned people, they begin to mix, 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 and that melanin cannot hold up that long, and they end up being white. So I do believe a small percentage of the people in Jerusalem to this very second is authentic Israel. But I don't think the bulk of them are according to Scripture, according to history. So we're going to do our best, brothers and sisters, those of you on the phone line that's tuned in to try to present something to you of balance. There's so many scriptures. We can't do it all tonight. We're just going to try to hear some key ones. 
Y'all be patient with us. Uh, Brother Foreman, Pastor Foreman, uh, Brother Jermaine Jackson, again, for the next 30, I'll say 30 to 40 minutes, we're just going to try to hit scriptures. And we're going to go a little fast, folks, because we can't spend too much time on these scriptures. We just got to say, go research. You go do the work. We'll tell you what we interpret them to mean. I may ask Brother Foreman here, uh, there, uh, 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 Brother Jackson, what do you think this means? But for the most part, this is the time to present the scriptures of how we know we are Israel right now. Next 40 minutes. It's 840. Uh, I'm talking about going to like at least uh, 930-ish. Hit one after one after one after one. And I want to just say this before we begin. If you want more scriptures, brothers and sisters, please Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and just type the word Black Hebrew or just Hebrew. And you're going to get a mini show. We've done like 40 of these shows. We've done like 40 of these shows. There's over 300 scriptures that African Americans are wearing like the Cinderella slipper. No other people, there I go with this saying that, but I mean no other people other than Israel. African Americans, and if anybody else is going through that, they're nothing more than Israelite, but they got to wear all of these as a nation of people. Okay? So, let me do this. And I just y'all allow me to set this up. I gotta say a few more things, and then I'm, we're gonna get into it really, really quick. I'm gonna go through this as soon as as fast as I can. I draw out the word Yahweh. Some of you say, "Well, the Father' name was Yahweh or Yah." Hallelujah. That's where we get the word Yah from. Hallelujah. It means you're saying praise Yah. Some people say the Father' name was Yah. Some people say his name was Yahweh. Some people say his name was Yahuwah. It's very, various names, but I just do a little sum with the word Yahweh, right? And if you want to do this, fine. Each one of those letters represent what I'm about to say. I'm trying to share tonight why this whole program is important, and I'm going to use these letters to spell out why I think this, this program is vital, vital to Christian growth for the Israelites, the Jews themselves, whoever they are, as well as those that's looking on at them, whoever they are. And I see we had a hand that went up. Eric code 817484 will come to you after I lay out what this means, okay? Again, Eric code 817484, you have an, already have a hand up. We'll come to you in a little bit. The reason this show tonight, I invite these brothers, and we've been doing this for, since 2011, the reason this show is so important is because African Americans, and I'm sure other Israelites or other Jews scattered throughout the four corners, if they're going through the kind of pain that Deuteronomy 28, verse 15, roughly 15 to 68, is going through in Leviticus 26 and other scriptures, if they're going through all that curses, now again, Christ has come to redeem us from the curse of the law. Anybody that give those life give their life over to, to, to the Father and follow Christ, follow the Holy Spirit, no curses will come near your dwelling. That's what the Bible says. But we're not talking about you and your house if you're obedient. We're talking about your nation. Your nation. Christ was the most powerful being ever, but his nation was going through those curses. He had the power when he was raising the dead raising the dead, healing the sick, but his nation was operating the curse and when he left they were still operating a curse. But he had the victory. So you can have the victory in the middle of whatever curses we present tonight. But make no qualms about it. Israel is living out these curses. And I do believe this is the last year of it, but that's a whole other topic. Right now we want to talk about why have we went through the things we went through. Okay? So if you don't know these things, the Father, Yah, 
Yahweh, the Y-A-H-W-E-H. Again, that's what I call him. All right, folks, listen. Now, who will be calling me right now on the show? Um, okay, it's one of those robo calls, okay? So the father looks biased. He looks biased. Y stands for Yahweh look biased. Yahweh looked partial. He looked like he's picking on black people because we're at the bottom of every aspect of life, and we don't understand why. Our white brothers and sisters who we love, no hatred on this show, not on this show, they rule over us in every area of life. We're at the bottom, and it's been that way for hundreds of years, but yet other ethnic groups can come in here and rise quickly. Something is going on with our relationship with the Father. Does he oppose us? Does he hate us? Some young people might think that if they don't know, they don't understand the scriptures. It looks though something is off. Our foreparents prayed. They're more spiritual than other grandmothers and other ethnic groups, I think. Why do we have it so hard? So Yahweh looked partial. That's for the first letter. We're spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. Another reason this is important is there's an anger, A-A-Y-A. There's an anger African Americans have towards each other. You can you, you, in Chicago, you can see it clearly. They're taking each other's lives. We just don't believe in each other. We don't support each other. There's a there's a the, the uh, anxiety we have. There's this 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 doubt. We doubt each other. Our brothers, some of us so-called African Americans, we get tired of each other talking about the system, even though we're telling the truth. We just we're just frustrated with. Not just the people that rule over us, but with each other. There's an anger. Everybody talks about this anger black woman have and the black man have, the way we look because we're in pain. Well, now if we understand that this anger, this what we're going through, is the Father's will for Israel, the most greatest nation that ever walked this earth, the most beautiful nation that ever walked this earth, the most powerful nation ever walked this earth because of their leader, the Most High, I mean, they, they defeated armies, and they he fought right along beside them. Again, Atlanta's foundation, everybody. Just bear with me here. We've got, we got to talk about why this show is important. It's just not going to make sense to some people. Why are y'all talking about this? We're talking about this because, again, the Father looked like he's picking us. Then there's this anger we have, this frustration we have with each other. If we can see that these curses is divine, the Father said this was going to be upon you because if you're rebellious, even though it's a whipping, it's still hurt, it's still painful, it's a different kind of whipping than if your mother, for instance, if you was a child and your mother whipped you and there was no reason. She didn't tell you why. You remember that whipping, I bet, because that was abuse. And if we don't know why we're going through what we're going through, we feel abused. And this is why a lot of people have a relationship with the Father, because they feel like he's doing something to us. So, again, there's an anger we have with each other. The next letter, again, I'm spelling Yahweh, Y-A-H-H, hindrance, hindrance. Our white brothers and sisters, a lot of us feel like they're hindering us, they're stopping us, they're holding us back, and 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 it looks like that. It, 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 but the, a lot of people don't know that the, the Bible says you will be taken somewhere in slave ships. When Israel was a free people, and I'm wrapping this up, folks, but I gotta just go through this. Bear with me. When Israel had their own land, their own nation, their own wealth, their own kings, and the rest of the world was scared of them because of this mighty great nation. You should should feel proud of yourself in some regards, and in another regard, you should feel ashamed because of what our forefathers did in not passing down these traditions and laws and customs. 
But, folks, the Father told Israel, you're going to go through certain things if you disobey. And now we're going through these things to the T. I mean, we're living out all of these specific, unique, custom-made curses that no other people can say unless they're Israelites scattered. Nobody has it like Israel. Like the scripture says, see if there be any sorrow like unto mine. That was your first verse right there. See if there be any sorrow like unto mine. That's what Israel said within the heart. Nobody can do that. Well, now we know that it wasn't the white people, that they was used of the most hard to do the things to us what they did. Now, we believe, we believe, those of us that study the scripture, we believe that our white brothers and sisters took our oppression too far. In other words, those that were supposed to rule over the Jews, because the Bible did say that they was, it was going to happen to them. The Bible says they are going to take it too far, and the Father is going to judge them because of that. This is why America is going to be judged, because it oppressed the Jews too much. Simple, simple, simple. But if they had not took it too far like the Bible said they would, there would be nothing coming towards them. All they did was carry out what the Father said. So we do not give white people that kind of power. It was our forefathers' rebellion that brought us to this place, not white people. They was just merely used. As high up was the father going to give us in slave ships? High up was the father said, he said, you won't enjoy your men and be taken to captivity. I know I'm getting into the scriptures a little bit, but how all is that going to happen if just by itself? We was a powerful nation, and so it had to be a truly wicked nation to break down that powerful people. That's H-Y-A-H-W. We're at the W. The Word of God is confusing. Confusing if you try to put those people in Israel in the Bible and try to understand Bible prophecy. It's going to contradict you. Here's one quick contradiction, right quick. If you obey... I'll make it here not to tell you, lend to many nations, not borrow. Israel is a welfare state. They exist because of tax dollars. That's borrowing. They're disobedient. They're, they're mistreating the people in the garden strip. They're not an obedient nation. They're on the porn industry, the banks, the all kind of uh, immoral, jumbo, huge corporations. They're behind a lot of things, including slavery. Folks, they're not obedient. How come they're not at the bottom? They're supposed to be at the bottom, like we are. They're supposed to be at the bottom. Well, that contradicts itself. The Bible said when it's become a nation, the lion and the lamb will live together. Is the lion and the lamb living together in Israel today, or is the Israelis trying to slaughter them people in the Gaza Strip? It's constant fighting over there. The Bible doesn't make sense. That's just two scriptures. The word is confusing. The word is confusing, placing those, the wrong people, in prophecy. Another reason we're down to the E now, Y-A-H-W-E-H. The Middle East crisis will end overnight. East, east. The eastern crisis will end overnight. All that fighting in the east will end overnight. It's not the Palestinians' land, nor the Israelis'. Israel is in exile to this day. We're going to prove it. Last letter, we spell Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H, ha-ha-ha. H stands for ha-ha-ha. The Bible talks about how the nation's Israel neighbors would mock him when they go into captivity, when they go into slavery, and that's exactly what happened. But it didn't say that those same nation is going to be the one that's going to help 
offering them protection and offering them this and offering them that when the Father begins to restore Israel. And that is what's happening, and that is this show. That is what this show is all about, right before your very eyes. All right, Brother John, I want to come to you first. That is, those are just the reasons, some of the reasons why we're having this show tonight. Well, let's do this. I promise the, the caller I will come to him. Let's go to this caller that has his hand up for a long time. Uh, Eric code 817-484. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. I would love to know your name and your city, please. Uh, my name is Dan Wallace. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Well, welcome to the show, Dan. Uh, what is your comment, please? Um, let me see if I understand this right. Did you say that the word of God is confusing? No. Okay, can I you the word can of you, God is can you um, hold, on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, I'm asking you. Hold on a second. I'm asking you to repeat it so I can understand. Okay, I said the word of God is confusing if you apply it the wrong way and put those people in Israel today that say they're the Jews. If you put them into the Bible prophecy, we've got a contradiction right away because the Bible said that when Israel become a nation, it will be peace in the land. That's not what happened. The Bible says that when Israel become a nation, and they're obedient, they're going to rule over all the nations. Of course, that's not happening. If they're disobedient, they're going to be at the bottom of all nations. They're going to be at the bottom. And the people over there today is not at the bottom. And they're not an obedient people. That's two contradictions right there. We don't think the Bible contradicts itself. We think the way we interpret the Bible contradicts itself by putting those people in Israel into the Scriptures. Go ahead. Well, I feel like this way. The problems that we have in this world, the problems that people have in races, uh, um, the, the Bible said the poor will be with you always. Jesus said that. So we're not the only poor people in the world or experienced poor. But the Bible says that God is not a respecter of persons. And, I, and that if a person would trust in God 100% and follow him, he'll have some type of success. If you if you just depend on the flesh and ideals and um, scars that people have experienced in this world, and they keep bringing it up, is we have a painful history. Our world have a painful history, but with God, all things are possible. Okay, Dan, let me say this to you. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, brother. And I respect what you just said. And I think when people come to the Father and surrender all, that those blessings you just described to is true. But don't, let's talk for a minute about those people that don't go through Christ. Let's just for a minute, which we believe in going through Christ, I understand that, but we as a people then have it seven times harder, I think, than any other people. We're at the bottom then. We've been there for a very long time. Other nations can come over here Dan, we're trying as hard as everybody else. Dan, we have people that go to church, and we, we're more spiritual, we're more forgiving. We invite other cultures into our homes. We are loving people. Why are we at the bottom and other nations just come in here and just thrive? There's something there, Dan. It's not just, oh, you just need to just try. No, we've tried. We bought a Black Wall Street, a couple of them. And 
Trump well, is like always to to our places. Go ahead. If you notice black history or African-American history, I prefer to say, there have been always people accomplished things in this world. Michael Jordan. People have oh, had oh, businesses. Oh, 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 Let me just say this. This is a clarity. More. Dan, you cannot use the Oprah Winfrey or Michael Jordan and talk about 40 million people that's living on the poverty level that's going through hell that's getting shot, disproportionate by the cops that's going through financial crisis. Uh, hold, hold on a second. That's uneducated in schools that's constantly harassed, harassed, harassed. And they all are trying just as hard as our white counterparts. Uh, brother, brother Chris, I want you to address him in, our, in, in less than like just, just if you could, because I want to get um, on to the uh, people tuning in. I, I did not, I did not get a, a, a proper rebuttal. You cut me off. The proper rebuttal is you're talking about if you just try like Michael Jordan, you can make it. Listen, damn. No, I didn't party. finish what I was doing. I did not finish my statement. I think you have a better understanding. You give me a chance to finish what I was trying to say. I would say it now because I hear a pause. Um, there's been uh, uh, African Americans that have been successful in this world. Michael Jordan and other people that have overcome many obstacles in this world, inventions and everything. And I think that it takes a, a revival of people coming to God and trusting God no matter what and just see what God will do in their lives. And many people don't have patience with God. And that's why they don't experience what God wants them to have. Okay. And what I'm trying to say to you is this. This is you saying if people get God. Just for a second. I know this is crazy for me to say this because I believe in doing it just like you just said. But why is it we have to have God? And we should. Please don't doubt what I'm saying. We should. But why is it we have to be like what you just said to, to have a decent life? And everybody else can come over here whether or not they believe in God or not. They thrive, 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 thrive. They're not harassed by the cops. They're not handicapped by the education system. They're, I mean, Dan, there is a big, gigantic elephant in the room. We got to just be martyrs almost for Christ, and then we get a good life. But other people can come over and be any old kind of way, and, and, and they just thrive. Do you understand what I'm saying? Our, our race is not unified. People come from other countries, and they only see their own people. And when they come to America, they get together with their own people. We don't have unity, so you cannot respect the same. You cannot respect the same. We don't have unity. Look how we treat each other. Look I, how we. You right, talk, right, listen, you listen. Talk on the right. listen. Talk on the phone with African Americans. See how they treat you when they find out you African American. They do not treat you like other races. Why? Why? We do not treat ourselves with respect. Dad, don't say it again. You said it six times. Why? Why what? Excuse me, Brother Seth. Brother why, Seth? Do we, why do we mistreat each other? Brother That's Seth. They don't have God. They don't know how to treat each other. They don't have God. They don't know how to treat each other. I appreciate the call. When I put you on hold, I want you to press one and we'll bring you on again. You can ask a question a little later. But, but I feel like we're getting too deep. This is why we're doing the show, Dan, to let you see there's something up with us. There's a difference. Who well, remember this. Remember this, Dan. Hold on a second, Dan. Hold on a second. We have, we have ministers question. here, and ministers going to represent God whether you like it or not, Seth. So be ready. 
Ministers what now? We have ministers on the air. And true ministers are going to represent God. So be prepared to Damn. be ready. This Damn. is this is not a social or gospel. This is a problem we have in the world, Dan, and we cannot Dan, do it without God. Dan, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm really not trying to rush you off as I'm trying to get you to quit saying the same thing. I never said if you don't apply the principles of God, you won't be successful. Of course you'll be successful. We laid that out at the beginning. What we're asking is, why are African Americans rude like you're saying? Why can't we come together? Why do we have to be born again, martyrs, and then we see the blessings of God, and that's the way it should be? I, I agree with you in the story. But why is it? Somebody's going to ask the question, why, when our kids are just not saved yet or not accepted the Christ yet, and they're out in the world, and they're learning their way, why do they have to have it seven times harder than the next person? That's the question we're saying. We're not knocking the God people, and power. The people, come, the people come to America with a different vision. They have a plan and a purpose to do better. We have the same opportunity, but we let other races come in, in our neighborhoods and raise a business. And if we, have a, if we have a business in the neighborhood. We don't respect it. We want to steal from it. We want to talk loud. And then we force our own people out of our own neighborhoods that want to have businesses. I if think I you're absolutely right in that. I'm going to go ahead and put your hold in because I, I, I don't want you to think I'm mistreating you by putting you on hold. No, no, go ahead. There's, there's other people need to talk. Put me on hold. And then uh, you can just press one when I put you on hold, and you can come back later. Right now, I need you to press one so your hand will go down. You can come back later. I'm not trying to rush people off. Folks, Dan is making a good point, but I think he's jumping ahead of the program. We want to talk about why we malfunction. I just talked about that the A letter, the letter A. Who does that want to jump in there really quickly? Uh, Pastor Ford, actually, I believe, was trying to get your attention moments ago. Go ahead, Pastor Foreman. Yeah. I was trying to I was trying to address something. Um, geez, Dan took over the. <laughs> My man Dan was talking. Um, geez, I I there was a couple of points I wanted to make. Um, I was really trying to bring the conversation back to the original discussion uh, about addressing the African American being the Israelite. Um, but Brother Dan did bring up a lot of good points, Seth. Um, and I know you acknowledge that. I know you're you're agreeing that right. he brought up right. a lot of great points. The thing I don't points. want to do is, Dan, I shouldn't have took his call, to be honest with you, because we have no, to you lay should something have. You down. Should have, man. And, then, and then I want him to come on. We already know we mistreat each other. We already know we don't believe each other. We already know other people come with a plan and we don't. But why don't we have a plan? Are we stupid? Are we ignorant? Are we just mean? Are we evil? We're about to submit to you that the Father said everything Dan just said. We're about to submit to you, if I get time to do it, that the Father said you will not be able to come together. And I bet you money if I... Go ahead. Can I ask you just clarification for me? I don't know if it's for everybody else. But I need clarification on your addressing the why. Because I think you kept asking Dan, but why is it this way? Why is it that we, and I understand you're trying to make the statement, and you're trying to be careful on how you stated it, and I understand. But you were saying, why is it that we have to have God to all of a sudden 
come on the up up, right? Like why does those other nations or other people come in and they seem to be already at the top, but why is it that we have to have God to get on the top? Did I understand that correctly? Only financial, not in other areas of the league. Yeah, but that's exactly what I meant. But only I'm talking about finance. People think that's success. So I'm only talking about finance, not inner peace and none of that. But, yeah, why come other nations come in and financial, they get an infrastructure and all that? And, and it's very simple. I believe we're about to lay it out. But I don't. I gotta. I gotta go perceive what I'm, what we're gonna do here, and y'all are gonna see the scriptures because again, we haven't presented them. Uh, Brother Seth, go ahead, John. Yeah, <clears throat> I would like to give an example, and again, it's a personal example. Uh, it's not gonna necessarily address all that takes place across us as a people. When I say us, I'm talking about the quote-unquote African-American. The point is, is that I went to an excellent college, ranked by U.S. News World Report multiple times, excellent business school. I, in, I worked to try and come up and to better myself and put myself in a position to do well for me and my family. Um, I start out under whomever the case may be, under whatever given company at whatever given time. However, my credentials don't mean anything to them. I'm just a workhorse, so to speak. So I'm front, I'm front line. It's difficult for, for me to come up unless I pull my own self up which I had to do because in my entire life, and I'm 51 years old, I have never been promoted. My skill set, which is primarily business with an emphasis in marketing and sales, impeccable. My skills are impeccable, but I've never been promoted. However, when I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I drive around with no problem. If a light is out or whatever the case may be in South Tulsa, which is the predominantly white area, if I drive to North Tulsa, as soon as I get off the highway, pulled over. At 48 years old in Euless, Texas, pulled over. I'm watching the police profile me. And what I'm saying is, why? And that's the same why that Seth is, in my opinion, asking Dan. Why? Why, why is there a target on my back? And all, I don't have a record. I don't, you know, I haven't done any crimes. Why is it this difficult? Why do you not see my value when I'm making you money? And that's what I have seen on a personal level. And again, I gave my life to Christ in that same college. And so I know that I'm not under the curses, but I recognize that society still does what society does. And they they make it difficult for persons of color, uh, primarily African-Americans. I feel like other, other persons get our spill off. Like the Hispanics, they were not necessarily targeted to the same degree and fervor. They get the spill off. But this country right. literally is at war. We are in a terrorist state living in this country because they do the exact same things that other countries do when they do not want a particular people. And I'll leave that at that. Uh, I just wanted and to you, say that because I felt like that was important because I did everything the right way. 
but it was still I'm still I'm I'm Michael Jordan wouldn't be anybody without athleticism. He's a bull. Right. I'm not talking about and, Chicago and, bull, but I'm just saying. Go ahead, bro. Can, uh, can I? And, and, can and, and, I oh, let me just me. say, let me say, because I want I want to move forward to into this. If y'all don't mind, okay. please. I'm only John, what you're saying is key, and it's it's something called Expo 30. And so you can't rush these shows. I'm trying to do a rush job, and it's a disservice to all of y'all. This is how I normally do this show. I normally start off with something called Expo 30. Well, when I get done, there will be nobody on the phone line saying we don't have it hard any other people. When I get done talking about history, how what kind of history? Our history is just tore up, lied about, hid from us. Education system with the bottom in that area, with the bottom in regards to history, socially speaking, how we are interpreted, we're a threat just by walking, driving while black, walking while black. You know, just we're a threat. Medicine and health. Our people underinsured, undertaken care. When I talk about science and technology, how they ignore our accomplishments, and and you know, like we just found out this the black woman with the movie, how she helped them map out a, to the moon, another black woman mapped out GPS, all kind of stuff. We don't, we're not told about housing and zoning, discrimination, environmental uh, issues, lead poisoning. Whose kids get more lead poisoning? When I talk about imagery, images, if you was deaf and couldn't hear nothing. If you was deaf and couldn't hear a thing and all you could do is just see, the images, positive, white smile and all this white advertising, it's changing now. But normally I go through all of this, law enforcement, laws, how laws are bent to oppress us, Dan, how laws are, 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 are bent to hold us back, Dan, no matter how well you, you know, again, like Dan said, you have God's power, yes, you can penetrate all of this. But why is it, again, we got to walk as Moses to get the blessings and be a natural citizen and enjoy everything, and everybody else can just live in the old kind of way? Not that we want to live in the old kind of way. I want us to live like Dan is saying. But we're talking about reality, folks, tonight. Again, correction and rehab, defense and military, foreign policy. What do we do with foreign policy? Harass non-white nations. Kids going to the Army just to become little, little um, terrorists. Carrying out what they do in Washington D.C. and uh, yeah, they do a lot of wonderful things, but they do a lot of things to keep people back. Our boys are coming back to some crazy stories, and I'm not going to get off into that. But a lot of our military—it's a reason we're number one. It ain't because we're obeying guys, because we're busting up people out there. We're taking stuff. We're 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 we're, we're uh, propaganda. As Bush said, "I'm gonna do." We're lying and talking about weapons of mass destruction when there were no weapons of mass destruction. We lie on the Islamic people. I'm not Muslim. We lie on them because we don't like them. Brother Seth. Politics. Brother Seth. Brother Seth. Brother Seth. Brother John, was that you? No, that's Jack. I had a question. Oh, Jack. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I just had a question for. I don't know if that was. Uh, Pastor Chris or Brother John who spoke before you but I had a John, quick follow up question okay Brother John I just had a quick follow up question and it shouldn't take longer than a minute and get us sidetracked um, I listened to everything that you said um, uh, I thought it was dope but I have a follow up question when you stated that um, giving your heart to Christ and now that you are in Christ that you don't believe that you're under the curses but you still want to know why you feel as though, uh, as African-Americans, uh, that we are targeted. My um, question would be, if you don't feel like that you are under the curses, uh, what is it that you use to validate that you are an Israelite as an African-American? 
the scriptures. Do me a favor. <laughs> I, I, I want John to answer that, but can he answer that after I get done here? I know I'm talking a lot, but I don't know to do this, but we're just behind time, and I want to get into the meat of things. I do not want this show to go off, and y'all heard three curses. I want y'all to see these curses, and that we're living them out, and the Father said this is going to be upon Israel. I, I promise I you. I just, I just want to hear his. I just want to hear his. Well, that's not uh, like his well, testimony. If I, I may, and I, and I, and I, go ahead, go ahead, John. If I may, the, the uh, first of all, thank you for your question, and to me, this is. It's a very, very easy step to take because what Brother Seth is about to do, that's the reason why I believe as I do. However, uh, and Seth, he's going to go through these scriptures, and most of these scriptures I know, me and Brother Seth, we go back. We talk all the time about these various things, a a lot, (laughs) a lot. However, in listening to this previous show, the one thing I also know, which trumps my ancestry, so to speak, is what you spoke of, which is the fact that I'm a new creation. How, how, how am I going to be under a curse of an old creation? I'm a new creation. I just deal with some of the backlash until my Savior comes, and then we're going to set it off. But Seth can go through those scriptures because that's the reason why I believe as I do. Um, But it's only secondary to my greatest belief, which is the Messiah coming to me, coming into my heart, and letting me know that blood has been shed for me. And he knew me before the beginning of time. He knew me before I was in my mother's womb, and he knows me now. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll I'll wait for uh, Brother Seth to go through the scriptures because I'm I'm following you, but I'm just a little confused on if he's going to use verses that show curses, but you don't feel like you're under the curse, then it would seem like you wouldn't be able to use those verses. But I'll wait. Hold on a second. I can explain explain what you're saying. The difference, thank you, I just heard somebody here before. The difference is individual John versus 40 million people. Tonight, brothers and sisters, we're talking about a nation, not Dan, not Seth, not Pastor Chris. We're talking about our nation. Okay, I thought I laid laid this down earlier, but apparently I didn't do a good enough job. Tonight's topic is about what is going on with our people as a nation, not those that obey Jesus and follow him and listen to the Ruach of the Holy Spirit and have angels and they care. No, 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 no. That's the victory, and we, we don't trivialize it. It's real. His power is real. The gift of the Spirit is real. Yes, angels, demons answer at the name of Yeshua or Jesus or Messiah. We, we're not trivializing none of that. But tonight's program is to talk about why a certain people is living out and have lived out a certain thing to understand who they are. It makes the Father look a little different. It makes us understand why we're going through the pain we're going through with each other. Now we can still take the weapon, although I believe it's towards the end, for that nation. Again, while the nation is mourning, you can be like Yeshua and just whipping the devils behind in your personal life. Yes, I believe that. Yes, I believe that. But let's not let's not for one more second talk about 
individualism. This is about a nation, young people. Go ahead, somebody. Brother Seth. Yeah. Go ahead. It's brother. It's a uh, Pastor Foreman. Okay. Um, I understand this, the the point of contact you're making for the individual, separate from the nation. I get that point, and you did make that clear in the beginning. You did try to separate the the concepts of the two to help us understand. I can personally experience a blessing, yet a nation as a whole could still be under the curse. From what I understand, that's how you basically concluded. Um, and now, again, I'm only asking for clarity, so I'm not making a stand on anything, but it just seems that if I were to ask the question, why is the nation as a whole experiencing destruction? Well, if there's a law existing, there's a lawgiver. If the lawgiver exchanges punishment for disobedience, wouldn't the explanation be in the divine? He's the cause for that destruction, that 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 punishment, that exile, that scatter. If I was going to ask why, I would have to recognize if I'm using the verse and divine lawgiver, he states why these things are existing. Now, again, I'm just trying to get clarity for the why piece that I would assume that the why stems from the divine is giving the punishment and has exchanged the punishment because of a lack of obedience. So where is the where is the question why still going? Why is it still going on? Did I make sense? Because I'm actually if, trying if, to get clarity. Okay. If someone, African Americans, a lot of them don't want to have anything to do with the father. They just don't. I talk to these young people all the time. And they feel like the father is abusing them, and, 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 and they feel like the father is doing this to them. And, and, I, and you know, they'll say it like this. Please excuse my little acting here, okay? They'll be like, oh, school, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm down, I'm down, you know, I'm going to serve God and everything. But right now, you know, I ain't ready, you know. And, you, and I said, well, why do you feel like he feel? They'll be like, you know. Hey, man, to be very honest with you, man, I don't even understand this S-H-I-T. You know, my grandmama pray, and, you know, S is hard, you know. You know, we got to hard any other people. Yeah, we always in need such and such churches, and they got a problem with the churches. They are. Listen, if you are the most spiritual people you know, yes, we some nuclear people like Dan was saying, but we are forgiving people, and everybody has talked about it. Everybody talk about if you have an interracial relationship, you're more apt to get that white girl or that white boy accepted by your people than if you it's the flip opposite. We're some church going people. Yes, it's religious. It's not quite relationship, but it's, we still up in there more than any other people. We're some praising. We'll go crazy. We get ugly when we praise the Father. We are spiritual people. You mean to tell me we're at the bottom for over 200 years and we have those kind of characteristics? Something is wrong. These scriptures we're about to share is going to show you everything we have gone through. We we going through Dan. That was Dan calling me. Hey, hey brother. He Sam. said he couldn't get in. He said he couldn't get in with a question. See, that's what I mean. I asked everybody to just hold off till we do our presentation. It's nine twenty now, and I haven't got into the scriptures. We you got to hear what hey, the brother Father Sam. said he would do to Israel. Hold on a second. You got to hear what the Father said. I'm going to do to you, Israel. Now, 
let Dan comment. After the father said, you will not be able to rise. Amos 3 and 2. Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. I've only known you. Therefore, you will be punished for all your transgression. That's different than everybody else. That's different. Deuteronomy 20 and 7 talks about, he says, the enemies... Well, that's the blessings. He talks about it. This is the blessing. He talks about how much how much you're going to crush the enemy. But then when you keep reading, that's the blessing, he said, Deuteronomy 28. It says, if I can get the King James Version, says, The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thee. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. It's the reverse opposite if they're disobedient. It's the reverse that's what we're going through is the reverse. So when we see ourselves can't come together, first thing we say, bunch of niggas. I'll do all I be living around on niggas, I tell you. That's kind of, Dan ain't saying that, but he's saying something similar. They rule. Well, you're going to be rude if you can't come together. Stop saying like they just, you, you just, you don't know why. I found a new love for my people once I found out. Why we're going through those things Dan was saying? Why we're talking each other crazy? Why boys want the fast money for the fast glory for the you know, they want why we want immediate gratification. I understood when 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 uh, Isaiah fifty two, I think in twenty, talks about how your young men have fainted. They are on the head of all the streets. Your young men have fainted. I talked about the scripture last week. Your young men have fainted. Coming in their minds, they lay at the head of all the streets as a wild bull in a net. Well, they can't be faint, lay on the ground like we think it. That's 51 and 20. I said 51 and 20. It's just third verse. 51 and 20. Says your children. Isaiah's talking about the state of the men of Israel. Your young men. They're fainted in their minds. They lie at the head of the corners. As a wild, strong bull. They're strong and they're wild. Isn't that not our young people? He said this was the state of Israel men. And it says they're full of the fury or anger of the Lord. You know, back then, you know, the fear of the Lord, anger of the Lord is when you're really angry. Tell me how angry these boys going to be. Is that not the characteristic of our young people and even the music they produce called rap? It's all about how angry can you be? We're living out these prophecies, but because of white supremacy and how the whites, some of them not meaning no harm, some are meaning harm, some of them knew better. Because how they have presented this to us, we're looking at the scripture, and we can't see it. Okay, for instance, <laughs> check this out. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 46. Brother John, can you get that for me? De- 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 Deuteronomy 28 and verse 46, please. And let me know when you got it. Moses said, upon the mountain, he's talking to the Israelites, and he tells them what is going to happen to them forever. Just like when Jacob got ready to die, and he told all the twelve sons what will happen to them forever. 
this is what's happening with Moses, but he's talking to a nation, and he's telling them everything they're going to go through. Whenever we present a scripture tonight, ask yourself this question. When did the people over in Israel go through this? If you come with one scripture, I mean one, I mean one scripture we say that they living out, let me know. Holler at your boy. You're not going to come with one that they're living out as a nation, not individual. It's all of them, it's 7 million people in Israel. If you can tell me something that the Jews have went through in these scriptures, I will be blown away. They have not went through one. Them becoming a nation, they didn't become a nation like the Father said they didn't become a nation. Their women were not taken. Here's another scripture. Their women, says your women, you shall be terrible wife. You're going to have wives, millions of men. Moses upon the mountain, he says this. He said, you're going to have wives. But another nation is going to come along with it. That's not what happened in the Holocaust. Who went through that? They didn't went through that. Go ahead, Brother John. 28 and 46. Deuteronomy 28 and 46, then. Yes. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, for one day. He's talking about the blessings and the curses. Go ahead. And upon thy seed forever. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness. And with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in okay. thirst and okay, in nakedness. Verse 47. Now 46 again. When he they says shall be the upon word they, folks, hold on a second, John. When mm-hmm. John says the word they, he's speaking of blessings or curses. Listen how long it's going to be upon the Israelites. Go ahead. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever. Okay, stop right there. Moses said the real Jews is going to go through this forever. If you want to know who a Jew is, you can't trust no DNA in your darn show, can't trust no Christian network. They mean well, a lot of them, but a lot of people wrestle with white supremacy. They're, they're good people. They can explain the Bible. They set me free many, many, many times. But they have a stronghold in their life. Just like we as a people, so-called African men, we have things we're weak at. We're not good with money. They're not good when it comes down to telling black people who they are and anything good about so-called black people. These Christian networks are not good about that. You can't look to them to tell you nothing good about what's going to happen, even if they know it. You'd be surprised how many ministers have told me in the back room, I know what you're saying, true brother said, but I can't preach that. That's going to divide my congregation. Moses said these blessings are going to be upon them forever for a sign, S-I-G-N, S-I-G-N, and a wonder. A sign identifies. It identifies the people, folks. John, can you get uh, Deuteronomy 28, please? Deuteronomy 28. Brother Seth, can I um, share something from the position that you're taking in regards to uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 26? Not a problem. Do it quickly. So it seems like you're connecting the do- you're connecting the dots by using the word forever, as a co- as to mean these things are continually happening, and so from that standpoint, it's hard for me to use the word forever here as a continuum because there are seasons, many many seasons as a whole, that black people have experienced great prosperity, so. You know, to use the word okay, forever. Do, 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 I think, do, me, do my favor. Do my favor. Cause we, you said that last week. Do my favor. And I know I'm cutting you off. I know that's not clear. I know that's not polite. 
but I know where you're going. If I show you, this is why I'm cutting you off. If I begin to share scriptures with you that no other people is going through, no other people is going through. I mean, we literally is going through it to almost where it calls out your social security number. Then you'll understand what I'm saying. I heard no, I do understand what you're saying. That's on, that's the reason why I'm trying to. Hold on, I know, but you're not allowing me to share my thought. I understand that, but let me just say this one more thing, and then I'm going to let you comment on what I'm saying, and then I'm going to proceed. This is what happened, folks. I'm just going to let you all know what happened. And he's right. In his defense and his cause, those that's tuning in to hear him, he is absolutely right. But I'm going to tell you all what's going to happen. Remember, I told you this. He's going to say what he's saying. It's going to take another five or ten minutes. Now, when I get done at the very end, this is what you all all are going to say. Huh. He might have a point. Folks, I'm telling you, we're living out the scriptures. So whether or not he interprets forever to me, forever, the Greek or the Hebrew, whatever, it all goes out the window. I had a gentleman by the name of Jefferson Edwards. I'm going to let Pastor Farmer finish. I'm not going to cut him off. Jefferson Edwards, bless his heart, Arthur, many of you know who he is. I went to his headquarters. I begin to start spelling out these curses. He said, we well, you know Christ came to redeem us from the curse of law. I said, I understand it. I think Christ came to redeem us from the curse of law individually, but not Israel as a nation. These, these things are going to be upon this nation forever. Israel has to repent as a nation before it's out the nation. But individually, yes, you can have all those blessings that Christ promised and all those precious promises are yea and, and amen for those of us that's in Christ. Absolutely. But I'm talking about a nation. What's happened to the 40 million? How they going to have their bank? How they don't have this. So anyway, I said, Jefferson, if it's true what you're saying, your theology, why are we living them out? That was the end of the conversation. He couldn't deny so you our women have been taken by another nation from the north. Everybody can't say that. Our men are locked up. Everybody has not their men locked up like we are. Our young men are in the so so you're not again, again, brother Seth. Again, you're putting out a lot of claims, and you're and you're and you're trying to pigeonhole your your theology through one word. So now I'm going to have to explain to you that there have been other nations that have experienced coming from the north to demolish other nations. Now no, our black nation, no, yeah, to, go go to go to. The Mongolian nation. They got to live out all Mongolia. of them, They got to live out all of them. No, no, no. They You're not listening to what I'm saying. Brother Seth, I respect you. I listen to you thoroughly. I let you complete your sentence. It's fair that you let the individual you call on your station to share their thoughts and complete their thought, or else it would be an unfair discussion. Can we at least agree to that, please? Well, you're, I agree, but I, I, I think I should do my presentation you're, first. And you guys come on later. What's going to happen is you're going to make all the sense in the world. And the whole world thinks like what you're saying. But when I get to land these out and start talking about shoe sizes and what you're going to be wearing this day, and <laughs> almost that clear anyway, then you're going, to, you're going to see what I'm saying. But go ahead, brother. Out of respect for you, go ahead with what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> to my point, you can't make a claim. That can't be ju- that can't be substantiated when other evidences exist that the very terminology that you're using stating nobody 
You use nations from the north, and you continue to use these claims when I can go through history and I can explain to you other nations have demolished other nations who are of the north, that came from the north. Now, okay, when we talk about forever, no, 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 I want to finish. You've got to let me go. So I, I, my minute keeps getting chopped up, so just let me finish. When I talk about the prosperity of a nation, I am giving you a nation. I'm going to explain to you that the, that the African nations experience much prosperity. So to us to say forever is an all-inclusive term to describe we're always underneath that. That's inconclusive. There are nations, African nations, who have experienced generations of prosperity that have existed, that their financial institution existed, giving them prosperity. And these empires, these empires, what, brother Seth? Hold on a second, John. You, Why are you talking about African you, you, Seth, nations? For the for the for the for the sake of your show, it's important that you let him finish. He's he's been right. several I'm times. Asking, I'm asking and, this to call a clarification question. He's saying African nations. Why are you talking about African nations? Well, I can't have an African American if I don't start from the point of Africa. We're not talking so about Africa. We're talking about African Americans. You can't have African Americans, Brother Seth, without pointing out the distinction of Africans. You can't have a migration starting in Jerusalem and Israel migrated into Africa and then from Africa over to America with the African American people. You have a progression of travel. So there's no way you can identify African Americans independent from their origin of beginning, which is Africa. You can't do it. If you're going to do that, that's an illogical statement. I want you to finish, but this is what I'm trying to say. This is what I mean, folks. I'm going to let you finish. We just have to do something else with this show. Let's do something else. I'm going to let you so finish. So the African nations... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What I'm trying to say to you is this. Africans Brother are Seth. not necessarily... Hold, Africa. Africa. hold on a second, Brother John. Hold on a second, Brother John. Brother please, Seth. please. No, no, I, I'm, I'm just kind of saying what John said. Why don't you let the brother finish his point without disturbing him? Then, you know, give him a chance to finish what he's saying. Okay, go ahead, brother. Because we all agree that at the end of the day, we don't have to agree with each other, but we can be respectful. And all I'm saying is, is that in the African nations, empires such as the Ghana Empire, such as the Mali Empire, such as the Songhai Empire, these empires existed it is documented they existed. It is documented that they had great prosperity. It's documented that their financial institutions were very prosperous. However, they decided to sell out other Africans to the slave trade. The point that I'm making is when you go to the scriptures and you use the word forever and you try to pinpoint that phrase to the to the to the current state of the African American. It's inconclusive because the origin going to Africa, we saw great prosperity. That's all I'm saying. So, I, so therefore, to refute the scriptures, I'd have to refute the terminology you're trying to redefine to fit the description of the African-American. We've had much prosperity within our African heritage, extreme prosperity of dynasties. Now, when the question is, where did it go wrong? 
that's a whole other discussion. But I'm addressing how we're trying to redefine the word forever to mean something that fits my description okay. of the African-American people. I'm, I'm I got done. you. I got you. And I'll let you go on. So now when I say what I'm saying, you're going to understand why I was trying to cut you off. Sir, originally, this planet was nothing but Africans. There was nothing but dark-skinned people, originally. Those people had albinos. White skin, blonde hair, red hair, all these people produced even to this very moment in Africa. Those people eventually came together, migrated up north, I believe, and that's what formed what we know today as Europe. So a Jew is not necessarily all in Africa. A Jew is one little pin pinhead of people come out of Abraham who was also a dark-skinned people, a dark-skinned person. And the father made a covenant with Abraham and that little group of people that he would make them great. The rest of Africa had nothing to do with Israel in terms of the blessing unless they come to the Messiah later on, blah, 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 blah. So everything you just said, I respect what you said, but they're not Israel. We can't look but at the that. scriptures and start hey, looking for. I'm sorry, Brother Seth. Can I, inter- I can I interject a little bit? Go, go ahead. One at a time. Go ahead, Brother Chris. Okay. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. You know, you, you got to think. You know, King Solomon was the richest man that ever lived. So the Hebrew Israelites did have a period of great wealth. And then, you know, I'm just going to throw this out because I think we got to get confused. Hebrew you know, there are Hebrew Israelites in China, there are Hebrew Israelites in India, there are Hebrew Israelites in Puerto Rico. We are all over the place. So, you know, so the brother was talking about Mongolian. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can go with that because they were Hebrew Israelites in that area of the world. So, you know, we kind of focusing on what, what I consider the house of Judah, which were, I think, African Hebrew Israelites, but there are other Hebrew Israelites scattered around the world. It's not just us. There are other Hebrew Israelites around the world, which would make sense if you really think about it. So, yeah, we can look at China and say, oh, yeah, the Mongolians, look what happened to them. But many, they, they were Chinese Hebrew Israelites also. So I'm, I'm going to let it go at that. If I may. Go ahead, John. All right. So then if that's the case, so let me ask you something. Hold on a second, Pastor Paul. But if you're uh, the, the, just a point of t- contact on that, how is it that we have – you're, you're addressing there's Hebrew Israelites all over the world, but you will then ask the question, show me out of any other people throughout the world who are suffering like African-Americans, then, then tell me. So we have African Ameri- if we have black Hebrew Israelites scattered throughout the world in all these places, but you don't see any of these curses anywhere else but in America, how is it that you can segregate the curse which is on the Hebrew Israelites according to you in Deuteronomy 28? But yet those that are in other parts of the world aren't experiencing the curse, but yet we are in America. The curse is the curse to the nation, not just one segment of the nation or one of the tribes of the nation. It was to all the nation. So in order for you to say that, you didn't have to identify that the people in Mongolia, the people in Jamaica, the people in in Japan, and the people in America are all simultaneously suffering the same curse. That you cannot identify. 
You know what, brother? Have you ever heard of the Dalits in India, the dark-skinned people of India who were discriminated against? No, no, no. We're not talking about similarities. Brother Seth said identical. Identical. We see suffering throughout the world. We see oppression throughout the world. We see genocide throughout the world. Brother Seth said exactly as Deuteronomy 28. So if you can't pinpoint that throughout the world, if you can't pinpoint that throughout the world, you still want to say there's Hebrew Israelites throughout the world, then you cannot make that claim. Let's do something else, because we got a caller. Dan is trying to get in. I told him, and I don't think he understands how this works. Can I get word in so, I, I, I've attempted twice to make a statement, um, and I just want to make a statement. Go ahead. Dan, I Dan, think it will ask some clarity. Dan. Dan, you have to hold till we, come, till we allow a caller to come in. These are, the, these are the co-hosts. They've got to be able to talk back and forth, and then these callers can come in as we get time. Go ahead, Brother John. I think that it's obvious to anyone of us who read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, that God reserves the right to make a covenant with one and not with the other, Allah, Jacob, and Esau, things of that nature. The family of God, he creates a covenant with that family. And so just because someone is a Hebrew coming out of the loins of Abraham or Isaac doesn't mean that they, they're part of the covenant because Esau was not part of the covenant. I, I only say that to make a distinction between other people who actually could make the claim to the name, not the covenant. And uh, Pastor Foreman, I respectfully submit that while I'm not necessarily a proponent of various um, works of um, the people who at times misled us, if you would get the Zondervan or just go to the, the Christian bookstore, get a Zondervan Bible, I mean a Bible dictionary, and uh, look up, I want to say, he, he, uh, the, no, 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 Ham. Look up Ham, because when I this this was one of the ones that made me say like you have got to be kidding me. In the Zondervan Bible Dictionary, it says primarily the dark peoples of Africa who came from came from um, the son of Noah, Ham. But then it says not necessarily the African Americans. Now keep in mind, I've been misled before. I've been distracted, and and I've been told lies before. Um, I take that information with a grain of salt, but I I, I extend it to you because you sound like an educated man, as it sounds like Jermaine is. Just do that one test, because why would they tell you that in that particular book? They took it upon themselves for for the sole purpose of scholarship, to print that the African-American was not necessarily from the loins of Ham. And the reason why? Because he's from Shem. That's the reason why Brother Seth was trying to say, why are we talking about African nations? If I come from Lexington, Kentucky, that's where I was born, and I come through Euless, Texas, where Seth is, and then I go out to L.A., that doesn't mean I'm from Euless. 
I am from Lexington, Kentucky. I just happened to stay over two years in Euless, Texas. So I respectfully submit that in hopes that you all would take a moment, go into a Bible dictionary store, I mean, uh, the Zondervan, and get one of those Bible dictionaries and see if it doesn't say that right there. Because for me, it's not important to prove this to you. It may be for Seth. I think that you guys are going to do great ministry without needing to make a single statement about Hebrew Israelites. But I think Brother Seth, he has a call on his life to do exactly what he's doing now. It may not be for you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Brother John. Very good. My very, very well pointed. Folks, I want to turn to the scriptures now. And uh, Pastor Foreman, I appreciate you just... Y'all got to understand my spirit. I just, I think I, I, I think I need to calm down a little bit. I just want to get as many scriptures out there as possible. Again, folks, we're not going to do no justice, but I'm just going to read scriptures. You just have to trust me. I'm not misquoting these scriptures. Again, I believe if we're living them out today, and no other people other than somebody scared, one of our sister tribes, is living it out, why would we say somebody is Jews over in Israel that don't live them out? Christ said, we testify that we know, speak that we've seen. I think I got that right. I'm going off fast here. But we only testify that do we know. Why are the church world supporting a group of people in Israel that you don't have a leg to stand on is the true Jews? We're going back and forth. This is forever. Bottom line is, who are the Israelites? Who are the Jews? Does the Father want us to know? When I went through the Y, the A, the H, the W, all those things, was I whistling Dixie? If we're sitting up here, just for a second, just just entertain my folly for a minute. Suppose we are. We got to hope we're not. But suppose we are. What would that say about the Christian networks? I believe they're godly. I believe they're men of God. I just think they have a stronghold there because white males who we are seeing every day, especially with this president, has secret agendas in their heart. I do believe you can be sick. <coughs> I do believe you can be born again and struggle with things. That's like all of us. And I think a lot of white males with power, especially Christian white males, is pro-America, pro-white skin, and a lot of them have issues where it relates to letting black people know any truth they come across. I want to ask it. Well, I, well. Uh, all right, here we go. Scripture said I was carrying you back to bondage and ships. Everybody know about the ships. Israelis was never put in ships, folks. End of story. Not scripture said you'd be oppressed in all thy gates. Scripture talks of you working all the days of your life. I'm talking about Deuteronomy 28. You work all the days of your life, you won't enjoy your labor. Whoever the Jews are, wherever they are, they're going to work all the days of their life. I guarantee you, if you put somebody and say, well, they went through it, they're not going to go. You've got to go through all of these as a nation. If I don't believe you, Israel. As a nation. Again, not individually. Work all the days of their life, you won't enjoy your labor. I'm going to jump back and forth from Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28 right now. Another one talks about... Um, uh, Leviticus 26 talks about how you will uh, 
love it seven times harder. It's all throughout the scriptures, so just that whole chapter. Uh, Israel said to themselves, this is a scripture. This is a, I'm not lying. It literally, literally says Israel will say this in their hearts. If somebody else can say it in their hearts, why would it make a sense that Israel would say it? See if there be any sorrow like unto mine. Were they lying? See if there be any sorrow like unto mine. And that can be found in Lamentations 1 and 12. Okay? Just kind of go through this really quickly. I was going to do a more formal thing, but I'm having to just go through them quickly. I was going to try to comment, but I can't for time's sake. The scripture says that you will sigh, sigh, sigh. Sigh is cursing. It literally is. It's doggone it, sigh. Everybody's going to sigh. Yeah, but it talks about Israel sighing as though it's going to be substantial sighing. And everybody talk about our language, how there's uh, this frustration we have. Again, who's living out all of them? Everybody's gotten pieces of this. Why do people curse? But, again, the nation as a whole would sigh. Israel, was, when it was in captivity, had name changes. That was one of the first things that happened to them. They had a name change. The people you sitting up thinking of Israel in your mind, any of you, I'm talking to one person. But did they have their name change? What's a Foreman? That's not, that's not where they got your people from. What's a Jackson? That's not where they got your people from. None of us have names from where they got us from. What's your name? Our, our first name is a freedom name, Pick. That's if our parents was pretty much alert. It's a freedom name. But my point is, Israel went to a name change. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, everybody talk about that? Abednego, those are slave names. That wasn't their name. Daniel's name wasn't Daniel, it was Belshazzar. Who went through a name change? Everybody can't say that. Lamentations just go ahead and quit teasing everybody, and it talks about, in Lamentation 2, our face being blacker than a coal. Visage, V-I-S-C-A-G-E, visage, being uh, blacker than an oven. Talk, and it's talking about a famine they was going through, but whites, when they die of hunger, they don't turn dark. It don't matter how hungry they get, they don't turn black as an oven or black as a coal, as Lamentation 2 and 3 talks about. What you going to do with those scriptures? There is no white skin, brothers and sisters. Let me get this out. There is no white skin, as much as I love white people, because I don't believe they're white. I don't believe in the concept of white and black. I think white people are us. We are them. They are us with less pigmentation. We are them with more pigmentation. The scripture does not talk about white people in the Bible. Please. I've been, I've been to 24 countries. I've talked to all kinds of priests. I've been in seminars with people like Ben Kinslow, uh, Oral Robinson was in one. I'm blacks in the Bible in Tulsa. Please. I've been looking for for 24 years, 25 years. Where are whites in the Bible? But y'all, you want the scripture? Oh, go ahead. You want it. It's uh, Deuteronomy 32 and 26. I can read it if you want, or you can read, read it. it. I said, I would scatter them into the corners. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. 
Were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should behave themselves strangely, and lest they should say, Our hand is high, and the Lord hath not done all this. I'll leave. I'll stop right there. I think it's important in in this discussion to recognize that there's a reason why we don't know who we are. <laughs> there's a reason. And keeping in mind um, for Pastor Foreman, especially up there, Seth, I'm going to actually say this in closing because I have to go. Pastor Foreman, Brother Jermaine, uh, Pastor Chris, um, yeah, but I don't take it upon myself to convince anyone that we're Israel. We have the discussion. If we agree, great. If we don't, let's go to McDonald's, get a number four, and kick it anyway. Let's go bowling. I don't really – it doesn't make a difference. The the the, the difference that I believe that it, it comes into play is just simply understanding the prophecies. Um, I came I, – I, I found – my relationship with quote unquote Jesus, I realized that wasn't his name. I stopped calling him that. It did, but it didn't make a difference because while I knew him as such, he responded to me in spite of my ignorance. Um, and I'm and, and keep it in mind, I'm not saying that about y'all. Please don't take that the wrong way. That's just for me. And so I hope that what I've put on the table will at least be considered, especially the one with the Zondervan. I'm going to go ahead and release myself from tonight. I appreciate you having me on again, Brother Seth. Uh, maybe we can do it again. Uh, Pastor Chris, I'm hoping we can hook up and do what we what we do on Friday nights. And the gentlemen in Buffalo, y'all have a good evening. All right, brother. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Brother. Okay, folks, Ezekiel 22 and 15, and I appreciate the brother being on. I really do, folks. And, I'm, and I want to get Pastor and them, and they, they think they may not, but Brother Jermaine Jackson, they're going to be able to share. But I just want to I want to go through this really quickly. Y'all give me about 15 minutes. Hey, hey, brother, roll through hey, it. hey brother Seth, brother Seth, yes. before, before you do that, I'm going to have to go, too. I just wanted to say, you know, um, Pastor Foreman and Jermaine, you know, I, I just really appreciate it that uh, we can sit down and have this discussion with an open mind. And at the end of the day, we can still love one another as brothers in, in the Messiah. Well, yes, sir, respect. That, Pastor Chris. Appreciate that. Thank you, you very know, much, Pastor Chris. Yeah, appreciate it, right, sir. Take care. As a matter of fact, hey, Brother Seth, I'm going to ask if I'm going to have to go, but and can you get Pastor's uh, phone number and maybe his mailing address? I, I will forward it to you, sir, after I get it from them. After I get it from them, I sure will do that. Okay, I appreciate it. Okay. I appreciate right, you, brother. Really take appreciate care. it. Shalom. All right, shalom. Thank you. Y'all and again, that was, about, that was Pastor Chris, uh, Alcee Chris uh, of Atheo Temp- Temple and, and Brother John Clark. And we're just swinging right along, folks. Again, the very good informative show. Those of you that's on the phone line, stay tuned. I'm going to ask, I'm, I'm going to come back to the phone. I know my brother Dan Wallace is dying to ask a question, and some of you others as well. But let me go through this. Give me about 15 minutes to roll through the little scriptures we have. Again, I have 300, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to only probably roll through, I don't know, whatever we'll 15 minutes allow. But I just want you all to listen, and then we'll let the pastors, um, Pastor Foreman and Brother uh, for sure, Brother Jackson, a comment on this, and as well as callers on the phone line. But I just got to skip this out. And again, if y'all want more in these scriptures, where we take our time and go through it, and even talk about the Greek and the Hebrew, again, Google Five Stone, Blog Talk Radio, and just Hebrew. 
the word Hebrew, you'll get, uh, we've done like 40 shows. We're not twisting scriptures, folks. You can't twist 300 scriptures. And I have a question for those of you who think that we are smoking on some. How are you proving that the people in Israel are the true Jews? Why are you stating your whole spiritual health, spiritual understanding? Because you have to understand the end times. We were commanded to. We're commanded to know the signs of the time. We're commanded to be a watchman. You just can't say, well, I don't know who it is. It don't matter. Yes, it does matter who Israel is. The Father said he would be a work with him. 144,000 in, in, in Revelation is talking about Israel. And again, the most important thing is Israel themselves need to know that they are loved. And the Father hadn't forgot about them. And the things they're going through, he said they would go through them. Everything we go through as a people have been prophesied that we would go through. But if you're taking a weapon again and you don't know why, you may hold bitterness against the Father. People, if the ministers and the clergy don't think it's important enough to get their weight up off of someone who's just not understanding pain, that's what brings people to the Father. The goodness of the Father leads the soul to repentance. I'm trying to present scripture to show that we are not a forgotten people, that we are the most documented people on the face of the earth, Israel. I know we feel like some of us say the word nigger. We feel like less than, let's just say that, take the safe route, the political correct route. We feel like, how can this be? They're holding themselves on the corner. They were supposed to. When you're out of your mind, you do out-of-the-mind stuff. They're acting like they say they're rude with each other. Of course you're going to be rude to each other. If you all you ever see is just this mouth dysfunctioning, and those of you that clicked into this uh, to show, I have to say this every, every show at 10 o'clock, those of you on the phone lines, don't hang on because you will not be able to get back up to 10. Those of you that clicked on a link to hear me, you didn't call the phone number, you clicked on the link. You've got to call the phone number now in order to hear the rest of the show, or else you got to wait till the show go off and listen to the whole thing over to hear what we said after after 10. We're going to roll over after 10 because I definitely got to get these brothers on as they'll never, never want to come on again. You know. So, again, those of you, uh, the phone number is 914 205. So here's some more scriptures. Again, folks, we we got to understand, again, the Bible is going to seem contradictory. It sure is with the way it's presented. The Bible does not contradict itself, but if it's presented in a faulty way, putting some people in there, and, and putting some people that it shouldn't be, yes, you're not gonna, it's going to contradict itself. Listen, if, if the people of Israel are the true Jews, here's a question. I ask, I'm actually going to open the phone line and ask Brother Jermaine Jackson this question. I'm going to bring him on to talk a little bit longer because we're going to roll over tonight. But I want to ask him a question. If the people over in Israel are the Jews, when did the people that the scriptures say prophesied to come from the north that's going to take Israel, when did that happen? One more time. If those people over in Israel are the Jews, when did the people come down from the north that the scripture says in Jeremiah one fifteen? he says, I will call. There's another scripture for Jeremiah 1.15. The Father said, I will call lo all of the families of the north down to Jerusalem. I will call all of them 
anybody north of Jerusalem have business in Jerusalem to take it? Anybody north of Jerusalem, all of those so-called white countries today, is what we would call it today, they have business to come down and take it from the, the real Jews and to scatter them to the four corners. When did that happen, Jermaine, if the people of Israel are the Jews? Okay, so let me understand this question uh, properly. You want to know the people who are Jews today, correct? Right. Hello? Right, right, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. So before I answer that question, and I'm not ducking the question, though, but it has to set up my, my, my answer. Going back to the statement made by Pastor Foreman about the word forever, because there are other verses that use the word forever, and it doesn't mean always but for a period of time or to someone's life, I don't necessarily hold that the Deuteronomy 28 uh, curses are taking place right now. So for you to ask me the question, when are the people right now, uh, the modern-day Jews, are experiencing that? Okay. For me, they wouldn't experience I'm not that. asking you in the light of forever this question, because actually when the Father talks about another nation coming down to Jerusalem to take their land, Jeremiah is not in Deuteronomy, as you know. So I'm not talking about the word forever right now. I'm saying to you, this was supposed to happen to Israel. They were supposed to be scattered throughout the four corners, and they were going to be scattered by those from the north. So if the people in Israel today are the real Jews, I'm trying to ask you, when did they come from the north? Who came from the north? I mean, who did it come from the north to scatter them? Right. So, so, so back to, to, to my point at hand. I believe that that had already taken place, and that would be found in the Babylonian captivity, which would be in uh, Ezra. Let me ask you another question, because you're going back further. I see what you're doing. That's okay. It's not a problem with that. No, what you're doing is well, going no, back to when it happened. I understand that, but I'm talking about in modern time. Okay, let's use something else modern time. The Bible says when point, he dispersed – hold on a second. Let me, no, but I'm let me ask you another question. Is, this is a clarification question. You wouldn't question. see the curses modern time, though, from, from my standpoint. From my view of interpreting Deuteronomy 28, you wouldn't see those curses taking place today in 2019. Okay. So let's get this straight. You don't believe the curses of Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26 in the Bible. You don't think they're happening today to Israel? No. Well, then why is black people disproportionately in every area at the bottom? Uh, I'm not going to answer you. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on yeah, a second. Because that, hold on, because hold on, hold on a second. Doesn't hold on everything in Deuteronomy 28. Hold on a second. I don't want to ask you that right now. I want to finish what I'm saying. I keep getting, and you didn't do it. You, okay. I did it to myself, but I want to finish what I was doing here. I just wanted to ask you a quick question. I thought it was a quick answer, but I will say this, though. And I want you to comment in your fairness, and then I want to go quickly. I want to do no more than 10 minutes of this, and then I want you all to comment. I do want you brothers to get at least 15 minutes worth of talk between the two of you, and I do mean 15 minutes. I'm trying my best to be a good co-host here. It's just we just got all kind of things to try to get us off. So let me just not not know what I'm doing intentionally. It's just that you got to stay focused on these shows because people are going to tune in here just the scriptures and why y'all feel 
ministries are opposed to it, and we're off. So let me ask you another question that would be on topic to that. When those people came from Russia, the Bible says it's going to scatter Israel to the four corners. And when Israel become a nation, they're going to come from all four corners. The world is 92% non-white. When Israel was scattered throughout those four corners, one of the things that happened to them was sexual. They began to mix, mix a lot of mixing going on. If Israel is 90, if the world is 92% non-white right now, and they begin to start coming back from all four corners, they're not going to look like they look in Israel today, lily white. Now, I know they allowed the Jews from China, finally, and there's a political reason why that is. And But still, not no China and the Falashian Jews. I know about them people coming. They're going to come from four corners, and they're not going to be lily white. Those people in Israel will tell you, some of them, that they, their forefathers converted to Judaism under the King Bulan, if I pronounce this right, in the Khazar Empire. This is not no make-believe. Khazar Empire was a huge empire before USSR, back some time back. King Bulan converted to Judaism and had his empire to follow. And ever since over time, they've kind of owned up to the fact that they are the Jews instead of a Jew by religion. They start, People start calling them the Jews. And now today, some of them will tell you those exact words. So my point to you is this. Let me just ask you and Brother Pastor Foreman a quick question. I'm going to go back to these scriptures. Now, I do mean a quick. Bear with me because I'm going to let y'all run with this. But this is just a little quick question since we're on this topic. Then we're going to get up to the scriptures. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it within 10 minutes. And then I'm going to turn over y'all as far as what you've heard. Where are the Jews today at, uh, 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 Brother Jermaine? Who are they? Are they the people in Israel? Uh, as I told you before earlier, I don't have a criteria of ethnicity to place the Israelites. I know they exist, but I don't have a criteria, which is why, I understand. since I can't objectively prove that I don't teach something, I'm on the lines here to listen to the criteria that are used to state who I is an Israelite or not. So that's, that's why I would not say that. That's why I will not say you're not an Israelite, but what I'm saying is I can critique the criteria on how you arrived at that. Well, let me ask you this. What criteria would you use to find who is a Jew today? I would consistently keep digging through Scripture. I wouldn't look for a personal experience and say that because I'm experiencing some curses in Deuteronomy 28, that makes it that. I'm an Israelite. I would keep putting scripture upon scripture. I I feel you. I feel you. Now, there are some people that come on this line. Matter of fact, I don't know if John was one. I found it out through the scriptures. And I still say this very solidly. If I had time to go through these scriptures, y'all wouldn't be saying what you're saying now. Well, I'm not just saying that. Thing. Hold on, let me just say this one other thing. You comment. I'm not just saying right. that to be bluffing all that. I'm saying I'm looking at scriptures that talk about general characteristics of Israel. We follow. 
How do you be scared? We went through that. The oppressor. How he would come out of the north. How what he would do to time. How he would change your name. How he would treat your children. How he would treat your women. How he would treat your men. How he would treat your business. How does where the Gentiles gonna come from? How your fathers would act. Different things your fathers would say. Different things your son would do. Different things your son would act like. How your sons would be treated. How your daughters would be treated. What your daughters would act like. How at one point there were seven women to one man. What does that sound like? At one point, that's the statistics they said of African Americans to their women. Seven women to one man. What your women would be like. What they would go through. How they would act. How they would do their neck back and forth. Mentioning. It says use the word mentioning. How they would walk with the stuck, the, the way our women do. Everything we go through. I just ain't had time. Which is why I was so adamant and probably seem a little rude with cutting people out trying to get to these scriptures. So my point to you is this. If I went through all these scriptures and I say, wow, that's how women act. Wow, that's how fathers act. Wow, that's how I say we look at. Say we're blacker than a coal. That's us. Say, say now, this is your face is blacker than an oven. Huh. Look what we said our fathers would go through. Here's another one. It talks about how our priests would act, how literally how they would act. The people that passed her over us, how they would be greedy dogs. That's exactly what everybody's saying now. They're greedy. It would talk about it. It said they're all a greedy dog. Israel is supposed to repeat. Now, you said forever don't mean forever don't mean repeat. I understand what y'all are saying. But what if we're sitting there living it? But, but that's well, my point. So let, let, my let's point. just say it like this. Maybe forever no, don't mean forever. No, I, I got your point. I got your point. <laughs> I, got, I heard it. So, so, so my point would be to that. Uh, as I as I have a criteria in my mind, one would be to go through scripture to identify what an Israelite is. Second thing would be I have to define what an African American is per the question that's on this phone. And the third thing I have to do is, like you're stating here on this phone, you're saying that every single curse the African Americans as a nation are living out today. And I have I didn't the proposition say that. that I didn't say that. Yes, you did? I didn't say that. You I said, said we that. lived out. Listen, I okay. may have said it. I, I take that back. Maybe I did say okay. it like that, but I also said it like this. We have lived it out. You got to look at us in like 400 years time frames. You, you take your hand and measure 400 years in your mind, and you go throughout the planet and look for what nation for focus. He said we will be doing it for 400 years. I think that's a repeat. You look and see, let's look at 400-year blocks of time, and let's look at everybody on the face of this earth who have went through this. If you do, if you do that, and we've been here for 400 years as of 2019, thank the Father we're at the end. If you look at our sojourn here, we have went through all of these scriptures, all of them. If you look at the Israelis and whatever history you can track back on them people, they don't live out now one of these scriptures, brothers and sisters, one, not one. People say, oh, brother, you, you extreme, you, oh, you hate. I love them. Nobody say I love you more than I do. No, no blog show, I guarantee you on blog talk, say I love white people more than I do. I really do. I love the Jews, the so-called Jews. I've talked to them. I've recorded them saying what I'm saying to y'all. They don't live out this stuff. The big preachers won't stand with me, because you know why? They don't have an answer. They don't have an answer in a 
not they lunch block to me. I, I mean, in love, not trying to put nobody down, call them third, being all kind. They don't have nothing to say. They're not going to say nothing to you. If you go ask these questions, they're not going to say to you. This is what we do here at the Five Smoothstone Network. We bring out this truth. Again, description. Nose jewelry. God get mad at Israel. I'm going to take away your nose jewelry. I'm going to take away your forehead jewelry. I'm going to take away your feet jewelry. He got, he, this is supposed to be a punishment. I'm going to take your nose jewelry away? Who wear nose jewelry? I'm going to take your feet jewelry away? We so out of our minds, we don't know this is the way our people dressed. But do you ever see anybody white anywhere dressing this way? Again, no disrespect to white people. Moses passed with Pharaoh's grandson. I guess that was a little white kid. Everybody knows Pharaoh was a dark skin. That Bible is full of dark skinned people. I don't want it to be. I'm not trying to make stuff a black thing. It just is. Whenever white skin appears in your Bible, it's associated with something not good. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I wish I could say, this is what Brother Seth wish. I wish I could say, he loves us, red and yellow, black and white. We are precious in his sight. And we are precious in his sight. But he didn't make us red and yellow, black and white. He made us brown from the dust. And white skin came as a result of a recessive trait. It's also in animals, albinism. It's also in plants. Leucism, it's there. It's a result of sin. You tell me the Messiah is going to come looking like something that was originally a sin, a result of sin in man? you got to understand what white skin is. That's another thing we talk, teach you on this show. It's called Bible leprosy. Not the leprosy we think today, but Bible leprosy. Once you understand Bible leprosy, not the leprosy we think in our head. None of these are leprosy in the Bible. Leviticus 13 and 13 talks about something called Vitiligo, where the skin is turning white. That's what we call it today. Second Kings 5 talking about somebody that was turned white, and he said that he was not just only turned white, but it says you and your descendants will suffer from whatever this is that you just got turned white from. So again, you don't understand that book, man. If you knew what white skin was, there are people, there are us, not them, us, with no pigment, you won't be having no problem with this conversation uh, because there's nobody else, again, unless they want us to try this, walking out these curses. If it don't matter, it done passed, brothers, it passed. Like John said, it's no, y'all don't have to preach this in your churches if you don't want to, but you're going to confuse saints. When they start trying to understand the Bible, they're going to look at the Father maybe like I did. I was born again. I was praying for the sick. I was laying hands on the sick. I've seen people recover. I've cast out devils. But I had something wrong in my head where it relates to who I was when I look at our people. Because we just seem to not have no purpose. White people need to know this. They're too hardy right now. Thinking this country is theirs and redefining everything. You come into a nation that's already occupied and you say you it's yours now. That's hardiness, but how do you blame my white brothers and sisters? I'm on their side on this. I said I'm on their side. Don't get mad at you. I'm on their side. Of course you're gonna feel superior if nobody ever break down to you exactly how you became white. How that there was no life in your period. That everything comes from Africa. So where did y'all come from? We 
when you begin to have these kind of conversations, they will come down off their hearty hearts, especially when you start talking about your Messiah. For was not a person of, not that you want to hurt nobody's feelings, but just the truth, folks. Let me get to a few more scriptures, and I want to let y'all have the mic, and I do mean it. Brother Seth, I want to I want to address uh, some of the verses that you've been using um, in regards to making claims to is the African American people as Hebrew Israelites. You keep saying, "Who from the north has ever invaded Israel?" And there are plenty of scripture that reveals the Assyrian nation, Syria, Damascus, all of those regions of the north. God rose up kings to punish yeah. Israel through their. Hold on, they punished. He punished them. There's evidence then that the nation of the north is not a criteria fitting Europe over Africa. It's fitting also the category of Assyria over the Israelites existing at that time during the reigns of Hezekiah, during the reigns of um, all these other Jewish kings. These kings experienced. So now, going from there, you still have then a criteria of an Israelite existing in Jerusalem at at that time. Those were Israelites. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing it up. Okay. No, no, no. Absolutely. Because because what's going to happen is you're going to it's going to it's going to change. No, no, no. We already addressed the forever isn't something that isn't all inclusive. It's figurative. We've already addressed that, but that's not what I'm talking about. So now you have to be able to continue that criteria. No, no. Let's get something straight. You addressed it. I don't agree with you, and I want the people to hear what you're saying and how you use forever and how I'm using what I'm saying. How you and they'll decide. As well as the Holy Spirit. Right, so perfect, 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 perfect. So the criteria of an Israelite during the king during the reigns of these kings who experienced the Babylonian captivity, who experienced Assyrian captivity, during the days of Nineveh, when Jonah went to go and preach to Nineveh to to tell them uh to to, to, to obey God and so on. At that time the Assyrians where the city of Nineveh abides in, the Assyrians were They have already captured Israel. They've already had dominion over parts of Israel. That criteria of those kind of Israelites have to be the same criteria we use today. It is literally, physically impossible for anybody to connect the dots from those people then to being the African Americans of today. Unless you redefine the curses of Deuteronomy as to mean that's what fits the black people of today. Now, this 400-year idea that you're using, that you pulled out of Genesis, that's the only criteria you will find about 400 years regarding a captivity. Why are we trying to blend Deuteronomy 28 with Genesis 15 when they have nothing to do with themselves? You cannot use those criteria as a way of distinguishing these African Americans as black Israelites because, because that definition of a black Israelite, as we see it through the scriptures, these people already existed. How are you going to bring their descendants okay, to let me, let me African American people? But wait a minute, let me finish. Because the only way you get an African American, as we all know, is that they were transported out of Africa 
to America, then if we're going to distinguish these Africans who migrated from Jerusalem, how are you going to be able to find those descendants and categorize them as a whole nation left physically out of Jerusalem, down to Europe, migrated into Western Africa, and we would know those are the specific people who were placed on boats through the transatlantic African slave trade over into America. That's something that we're asking for people to clarify. Okay, let me do this. I'm going to go to the phone lines. My co-host, who normally is on with me sometimes, she's in the house, and I think she wants to say a little something. Um, you should give me a little break here. Okay, I, I want to answer you bad, but I know she. I don't know how long she's been holding, so I'm gonna let her answer, and I'll come after her. Erica two zero nine six eight three. Sister Eliana Batia, sorry, I don't know how long your hand been up, but go ahead with your question or comment all the way from Merced, California. Yes, and shalom and good evening. I've been on for a little over an hour, waiting to get in. Uh, Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. <laughs> so I could have used you. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that. I apologize. No, no, no. No problem. No problem. It was a lot being said. And, uh, I tell you what I'm going to do. In fairness to you, I'm going to let you handle this. I, okay. I, I want to address the brother, but I don't want them to, and I'm not scared. Everybody should know that by now. But I, I do want to battle. So go ahead, sis, and just share whatever's on your order, and I'll come behind you. Okay. So basically, listening to all this, you know, it, it sounds to me like the same thing that um, we deal with as a people anyway. We are so used to being considered to be nothing in the United States of America. We are so used to the browbeating and the slavery and the understanding from that vantage point that any time we try to elevate our understanding about our condition and who we are as a people, it is severely attacked. It's first of all attacked by those people who enslaved us. But it but the further attack comes from the Willie Lynch syndrome. We as a people carry on in our small community settings, just like what this pastor is saying. You can't use scripture. Now you had asked him, okay, let me finish my point. You can't use scripture to quantify the fact that we are the Hebrew Israelites based on our suffering of four hundred years in the United States. But earlier you asked him how would he then classify who are the real Jews today, and he did say he would use scripture. I think the point is that instead of using the scripture to explain to him, you did a lot of explaining instead of just reading the scripture. This is something that he's going to have to do on his own, actually, because all of us who have come to this understanding, and there are millions of us now who have come to this understanding independently, but it wasn't independently. It was by the Ruach or the spirit of the Most High. When I came to understanding, I was actually physically in Israel on a tour, and the spirit of God spoke to me directly and said, this is the land of your ancestry, and I'll bring you back. That really tripped me out because nobody had ever told me that, and that was over better than you know 15 years ago. So I had to do scripture study. I had to really run reference, but not just scripture. I actually started studying history. Now, a lot of this history has been, is being suppressed because it's easy to find on the Internet, but the Jewish people in Israel have taken over Wikipedia. They are starting to suppress knowledge, just as it's always been suppressed. But the problem is 
they can't suppress the agenda that the Most High has. We're, we're actually coming to the close of 400 years. And, and this is, again, like one of our brothers who had to get off earlier said, you can't prove, you can't argue this with people to prove it. You know, the Father is, I believe those that he has called forth uh, early on to give this understanding who studied and who have been disciplined and tried by it, he's going to make them the leaders because you have to, we have to remember what he's doing. The scripture said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Many, many of us were trained in the doctrine of Christianity, which is full of, chuck full of lies. And we became educated. We went to seminary, and I call it cemetery because they lied to us, and they, they gave us their worldview. But if you go back and you look at all European religions, their chief god is either Odin, Zeus, or um, there's another one, the Greek. Uh, one is Zeus, and the other one is the, uh, the other one. Well, if you see the drawing of what they see the supreme god to be, it is a white man. Uh, elderly white male with gray hair and a beard who wields power. And when you understand Christianity, that is exactly how they depict um, the Most High. And then his son um, is in league with this. And so what we see is this, this picture that Christianity has given us, which is really recycled paganism, and we have to understand that the scripture does say, one of the scriptures that you didn't read says that when we go into captivity, we will serve other gods. We will. And here in the United States of America, because we always focus on African-Americans, but again, we are not the only part of Israel. But because we live in America, we tend to teach to our people and teach to the condition of African-Americans. But I've also traveled too. And I have seen the condition, it blew my mind, that in every nation, wherever Hebrews are, they are being treated in those nations just like we're being treated. They're being denied their civil rights. They're being denied uh, the right to buy homes. The same identical conditions as we are, just in different countries, because that's what the scripture said would happen. So we have embraced recycled paganism, you know, and many many well-meaning Pastors, you know, they say they love Jesus and they love God and they have the Spirit of God, but they deny the Lord. They deny the they deny the actual uh, ruach or the power of God. They celebrate Christmas, which is a pagan holiday, and they justified it because paganism has taught them to say it is the day of the birth of Jesus. When we know, if you do your research, it's just the winter solstice. It's the high pagan holiday. They celebrate Halloween, and they lie to themselves and say, we're doing a harvest festival for our children. Well, Halloween was a pagan holiday, and the day after that was All Souls' Eve, which meant that that was a veil for paganism when the dead walked the earth. This is what's happening in our churches. We celebrate Easter, and we say it, we call it uh, uh, Resurrection Day because paganism taught us to blend. Just, Just like the pastor said, how are you going to blend? Let me finish. How are you going to blend the Genesis with Deuteronomy? It doesn't fit. But we have blended paganism so well into the scripture because we celebrate Easter. We call it the resurrection, and we hide eggs for our children, and we personify that, that uh, rabbits lay eggs, and we preach on that day and give glory to God. We are so full of paganism in our American black churches because we were taught it. 
and we embrace it, and it is the standard, and we believe it, but we cannot take the scripture and believe it. We have a problem with the raw scripture, the way it's written, because there's no paganism, and we're accustomed in this country of, of, of accepting, swallowing paganism whole and denying the truth of the scripture. Brother That's Sutton. my comment. Okay, well, let, let, let him jump brother in here. Let, let our brother, I think yeah. with this brother Jermaine, let him just comment on, yeah. on different things we're saying now. Again, we want to get back to the real scriptures. Quick. Real quick, sir. We've been promised 10 minutes apiece, me and my pastor, to speak 10 minutes. And I just want to know when is that going to take place? 10 minutes without being disturbed. Actually, I only need five, but we I have not gotten that yet. And let me say to you, I know it's a, I know it's been a rough. This has been a rough night. Um and and I just been trying to keep it on. This is the worst night for me ever coasting, just for the record. I've never had this okay. much I just, problem. I just, and it I just could be how I started minutes. with the show, so just it's know that. And I'm trying to keep everybody I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go five minutes and uninterrupted. Actually ten, ten. I'll let you go ten minutes. Okay, well, but what I'm trying to let me just say this, let me just say one more one thing. What I'm trying to do, brothers and sisters, is not have people to say something we just said, or like Dan was coming on and was talking about jumping ahead, which he didn't know. I just I just want us to we building we building. You already know we believe in Christ first. You know, I already know the spiritual truth is more important. So nobody needs to come behind us and say if you start saying that I'm going to interrupt you. If you start saying it's not just African-Americans, we're already saying it's other scattered. So if you do that, I'm going to cut you off. We've had a lot of that tonight. That's why I cut you off. So I want you to go in and go for five minutes, and then I want brother, uh, the pastor to go for five minutes, then I want to do it one more time. I want to see Eliana jump okay. in after your five minutes. Pastor go, then see okay. Eliana jump in after your five minutes, and then y'all can do another five minutes we'll wrap up the show. We're just going to run over late okay. tonight. Cool. Go ahead. Cool. That's fair. All right. So... Going back, I want to make a statement that we never denied Scripture to use Scripture as a means to support your claim. What we stated was that you can't take a verse and say that because I experienced, therefore, this interpretation must be true. So we we want to put that out there. We don't diminish a person using Scripture upon Scripture. Uh, as I stated before, we're like the Berean Jews in our mindset. We'll search the Scriptures daily and go back to see if these things are so. So it's not about taking scripture. It's how are these scriptures objectively true with other scriptures and not just your personal experience. Now, going back to the statement made about Genesis, about the 400 years, as Brother Seth, as you already know, that I stated two weeks ago, that in Genesis chapter 15, the verse that a lot of people uh, quote and use is that, and they shall be afflicted them 400 years, which is verse 13 but yet they don't reference how verse 14 is tied with the very same thing. And verse 14 says, And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward they come out with great substance. And in Exodus 12, in verse 40, it talks about, uh, actually in verse 37, and it says, And the children, no, verse 36, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they went unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Spoiled in archaic means that they stripped them. And if you read the verses forward, it tells you the things that they stripped them of. So why is it that we only use verse 13, but yet verse 14 is with verse 13, 
and yet we see this being fulfilled in Exodus 12, uh, 36 through 37. So that's that point. My last statement that I want to make is that I do not, I am opposing that every single curse, uh, or I would like to be corrected with information that in the 400 years that uh, the African Americans have been established as people uh, in this in this nation, that in those 400 years that all the curses in Deuteronomy 28 have taken place. I want to know where did they eat their own people, as verse 53 states, and they shall eat the fruit of thy own body, the flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters. Now, I know it was stated before that that's a... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Literally 10 seconds. I already know what you're going to say. You're going to say there's a metaphor. Okay. Well, it don't mean eat physically. It, and they did take Thank you, brother Seth. I, I know. Trust me. Trust me. I got you. I've been listening. Okay. Well, listening. Why don't you mention that then? Because they did do that. Go because, ahead. Because, because here's my point. You're going to say it's a metaphor, but why is it that those exact verses, when taken literally, we find other verses where those things have been fulfilled when they have been captured and taken from their land? It's taken place in Second Kings 6.28 by the siege of Samaria. And it's taking place in Lamentations 4, chapter 10, where it's the siege of Jerusalem. In both places, it talks about how they boil their kids and they eat them. So how is it, if this is a metaphor, why are we seeing this fulfilled in Scripture when they're taken captive by another people, literally? Five seconds. I'm not, not going to do it again. Five seconds. Because there's other parts where it talks about eating their children, and they weren't boiling them. Go right ahead. You said that they weren't boiling them? There was other scripture where it talks about them eating their children, and it was saying because they, it explains it to be a metaphor. It was talking about they're taking what is theirs. But go on. I'm letting y'all do your thing. Okay. I can't yeah, present cause, these cause scriptures because no, it's too late. No offense. That wasn't a great rebuttal. Um, so and my, my other question that I have going back to uh, Deuteronomy 20, verse 33, in regards to the 400 years in reference to the African-American people, um, it says that the Lord shall bring thee and thy king which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, and there shalt thou serve other gods wooden stone. Who is the king that was set over thee in those 400 years? This is per the Deuteronomy verse. And you said that these curses were lived out. So I want to know in that question, African-Americans always looking for a king to set over. Go ahead. Don't answer. Make your questions rhetorical because I don't want to interrupt you. Don't answer that question because I'm going to answer you. How? Go ahead and interrupt it. You ask me questions. So I'm just saying. I can answer fine, but I don't want you to say you don't have five. You're going to get your five minutes. Okay. Understood. Understood. At the the end, those two questions I would like to be uh, answered. And that's my – that's part of my – my, my five minutes. I want to know if what you're saying about the 400 years that they fulfilled this, and I'm glad you clarified on this so we can build more. Now I know my mindset looking at this differently is that in Deuteronomy 28, through, through the curses, you're referencing it has to be a 400-year time frame, not necessarily 2019, which I thought was what you were saying, so my fault in that. But now I still want to know some questions that I have where I don't know historically where those things have happened. And those are my two references about the eating of the flesh. Why is it that literally this did take place in the verses? And then where is the specific king? Because it says, the Lord shall bring thee and thy king, and will set and, and thy king which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation. So if you can clarify that, 
that would be uh, helpful. Thank you. All right, well, I'd like to say. Go ahead, go ahead, Sister Eliana. Okay, so what? Here's what I'd like to share in terms of the eating of the flesh. I do know, as a female, that it was a common practice to eat the afterbirth when a woman gave birth to her children to eat the afterbirth. But what we what we have lacking here is a dialogue from the slaves in the heat of slavery in the 1600s, 1700s and the cresting to the 18, because I know that conditions were very hard for them, and I know that they were starved of food. And very well, there could be stories, but we don't have, the, we don't have those recorded for our understanding, or maybe they are, but they haven't surfaced yet, um, that they ate their children. As you know what I'm saying, because they did it. Let me say this. I'm, no, they, I'm did, it, they I did it during the siege. They did it during the siege. Yeah, oh, oh, they did okay. it during the siege. Let me say this, everybody. Hold on. Just please allow me, because I want to see how they're going to handle y'all for the rest of the show. But I got to say this real quick. Now, it's funny. I mention all these scriptures as clear, clear, clear. Slave ships, just in the time, you know, different things. Now, we're going to come to something. We don't, again, I've seen it in the scriptures, but I've got to stop what I'm doing. Go grab my strong concordance, look at fine eating. Th- this is what I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters. If I presented 15, 20 scriptures that's clear, why don't you comment on those? Why don't you because comment on those? Because you're I, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is my beef. This is my concern. It's my frustration with this show. I've asked you, how do you find out who is a Jew? You say, I really don't know, basically. Okay, you're still learning. You're watching to see what you're critiquing what we're doing. But yet, I've told you and showed you many scriptures we're living out. You don't address those. No. You go to the scripture, like Sister Eliana said, it could have been talking about afterbirth. I've actually read it, and I remember saying, oh, because I used to think it meant eat the flesh too. And I ran across the scripture. I have to find the scripture. I didn't know it was going to be talking about something like eating the flesh. But this is what I mean. I want to move on past this. Please. I'm not trying to run for no, nothing, no, but I just no, want you no to give me things to address. You're not gonna, you're not gonna dictate, you're not gonna dictate, and give your verses of a standard. Then throw out a criteria and say all the curses have to be present, and then we give verses to the curses. And now you're saying move past that. Answer you're my not, you're only giving the That's same, same curses. I'm not running. Go ahead, Sister Yolanda. You can you deal with it. Go ahead and deal with the eating the answer. flesh. We're gonna spend 20 minutes and end the show eating the flesh. Go right here, Sister Yolanda. Well, no, what I'm trying to say is this. What I, what, what, see, here's what I'm saying. I, I love the, the line of the question because this came up in, you know, my family. I have some very, um, in my family, a lot of people are college educated. And I have some people that are super analytical. And they, they were looking for ways to disprove the fact that we're the Hebrew people. And so they, if, they could, if they could prove it, if they could find a flaw in God, if they could find a flaw in the scriptures that we've understood. See, it's okay. Here, what I understand about our people is we're still stiff-necked, just like the scripture said. If, we can, if it can be anybody else, we'll get behind it and we'll give our money. But don't tell us it's us because we have been so browbeaten, we don't know how to rise, lift our head in the moment. So we're willing to believe it is the Ashkenazim in Israel. 
that's okay for us. We can get behind that. We can go to Israel with them. We can Nobody hold the flag. Nobody wants to either. We can, yeah, that's what we are, are used to because that's how we've been bred. It's okay if it's anybody else. It's, it's the colder ice. It's okay. We can sell ice. But if a white man sells the ice, it's colder. But it's the same temperature. But a black person doing it or saying it is just not quantified. Now what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen prophetically. These white preachers are getting ready to declare who we are in the next 18 months. And guess what's going to happen? All the black pastors that were given grief and couldn't believe it are going to start suddenly understanding. You know when it started happening? It happened to Bishop Eddie Long. Now, he's got his own background, but a white pastor, a white man, got up in his congregation, put him on a tallit, told him he was a Hebrew Israelite, and he was the first in his generation that was going to receive the Torah, and they carried him on the stage, his congregation carried him in his chair. Now, he was validated. Can you just answer the verses, though, the verses that I used? I just want the well, answer the to the verse verses that I, I use. You, we don't have – see, there's a lot of conversations that are not had anymore because those people are dead. Okay, and so I'll the have one a problem, about the eating the flesh. And I have a problem flesh. with that if you say you don't know. But to go around about and say that, you know, that we're not trying to understand and we're stiff-necked, No, no, no. That's not I'm telling case. you there's conversations. There were slave, there were slave dialogues. We don't have presence in our in our uh, conversation today. They may okay. be somewhere. I respect that. I respect that. What you know, about what Exodus? we have to do what is do a little bit deeper. We have to dig a little deeper in our own ancestral oh, history. Yeah. We have to go back to the those people who do know the historians oh, yeah, because yeah. they can verify. Let me say those this. Crystals. Let me say this really quickly, really quickly, because I want it from Pastor uh, Foreman. This is the Hebrew, the transliteration, pronunciation of eat, eat, E-A-T, the way it was used. Strong's H-398, Ahel, Ahel. And that word means to eat, to devour, to burn up, to feed, F-E-E-D. It can be on human subjects, yes, that's here, but it also say of oppression. Okay? So we don't want to get stuck on somebody eating up children. That is not what this is saying, like I was saying all along. But for those of you that will respect James Strong over me, there you have it. Millions of people rely it. on that discovery. So let's move on. Hold on a second, brother. Hold on. You said let's move on to your past. No disrespect it. to you. You laid it out as best you can. I'm letting you know that the scripture does not mean necessarily to eat somebody like you chew. It's just saying those fathers took what was not theirs. They took their children, and it's other scriptures in the scripture. But I did know that what we're going to be talking about eat is I would have brought out those scriptures. I'm not running from you. So what about we can those do a Hold on. We can do a part four, but I want to hear from your pastor. I want to hear what you have to say. Yes, sir. And uh, yes, sir. you went, you know, pretty much went over 10 minutes for sure. I know we've been going back and forth with you. And, and let me just say this, because we're rushing. Let me just slow everything down for a minute. I apologize to you and the pastor. I've never been this much out of hosting, okay? But it ain't all my fault. When we lay a foundation, I expect us to say, okay, that's late. We don't have to repeat it. But I constantly have to say, no, it's not on nation. No, it's not on us individuals. It's on, it's not, we have to distinguish.
distinguish between nation and individual, and I have to constantly repeat stuff, and that's what a host does. He has to correct. Brother Dan came on. He told me, called me, actually. He thought he was a co-host some kind of way. So he's upset with me that he wasn't talking more. And I'm like, brother, you're a caller. All that was going on while y'all was talking. Then we had the whole debauchery with, with, debauchery with, the, uh, uh, with the show early on. So, Pastor Foreman, I'd like to know your – you just go five minutes, and we'll try to make it uninterrupted, and then we'll make some last-minute comments after we're going to just probably roll up to 11. I hate to have these long shows, but this is just how, we, how it have to be sometimes. But go right ahead. Um, so, uh, where we're at now with this conversation, um, you know, I just want to say that, uh, I've been listening to everything you've been saying, brother Seth, even when brother John was on and, uh, pastor Chris and even the lady that's, I know, I'm sorry, I forgot her name. Please forgive me. Um, uh, you know, brother Jack and I are, are listeners. We listen what the problem comes into play, it seems like, we also are going to create arguments, meaning discussions, that counter what we're listening to if if we don't agree with it. That doesn't mean that I'm all of a sudden over-philosophizing the concept or stretching the illustration beyond its purpose. But if I'm going to be a seeker of truth and I then hear inconsistent presentation by by means of, you know, I can redefine this verse, but then I want to use it in its actuality and another portion of Scripture, that creates inconsistencies for me. Therefore, I have to dig deeper to get the, the, the presenter to help me see exactly how they're coming to those conclusions. All of this... All of this discussion about, you know, the black people, you know, we're stiff-necked and rebellious. And, yeah, individuals can be that way. There are a lot of people that think that way. But all because I'm intelligent, all because I'm educated, all because I ask questions, and I'm going to use philosophy as a means to address the argument, doesn't mean that I'm somebody who is not listening. And I think that sometimes... We have to be open, and we're really going to be honest and open. We have to really extend our willingness to hear what the person is saying. I've extended myself greatly through these last two shows to you, Brother, John, or Brother Seth, to really hear you, because I know your heart wants to help black people. If anything I know from these last two shows of listening to you, Brother Seth, I know you want to see black people uplifted, and I respect that greatly. However, if we're going to have dialogue on the content of scripture, I still going to respect your, your quest for helping black people, but I'm also going to have to deal with the realities or the truths or the inconsistencies that I feel like that are being presented. And I'm going to have to pose an argument, but that does not stop me from hearing your heart of wanting to help black people. I respect that greatly. And same with brother John, pastor Chris, and the lady that's on the, on the show right now. But I want to make sure that if you're going to challenge, if you're going to press your issues, you have to be really under, you have to be willing to recognize the arguments and the arguments that are framed. There's got to be some consistency. I see inconsistent presentations of your arguments scripturally. I see it. When I go to address it, you don't give me clear answers. Again, don't get me wrong. 
I'm not judging your heart, Brother Seth. I just want to challenge how you get to where you are scripturally, and not just because you quote a verse, and we can tie it into the experience that we're having. We need to maintain the criteria across the board for all the scriptures that we use, that if I go to the Strong's in Genesis, the Strong's concordance, or if I go to a Bible dictionary and an excellence reference, I can still use that in another portion of scripture and use it as just as clear and have it tie in to the proper meanings from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, all the way to Revelations and have it sound consistent. I just see some flaws in the presentation, but I want to conclude above all things that I respect the fact that you really want to help uh, uh, the black community. And I'd have to applaud that. Even for Brother John, I disagree with his presentation. Brother Pastor Chris, I may disagree with some of his presentation, but I know that the brothers want to help people. I know for a fact you would never go out and harm somebody maliciously. I know that I could trust you to know that you're not going to harm somebody maliciously. Same with the other brothers that were on the line. But I definitely have a serious disagreement with your biblical presentations of how to uplift the black man. And so I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be on your show, my brother. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, you brothers, as well. I'm going to say this. I think that, again, this was one of the uh, – I don't think I've ever done a show like this. And I think I, I you know, I had a call and misunderstood stood how we did things, and it wasn't his fault. Maybe I'd make it clear enough to him. And so that I have to be answering questions. I mean, that caused me to get a little worked up. And so – and Brother Dan, I don't know if you want to comment now, but if you want to come on quickly, and I mean literally have, you have like two minutes, and I mean two minutes, if you want to comment, two minutes. And uh, again, press one if you want to comment, Brother Dan. But uh, and anybody else want to comment quickly, I mean like a minute. Anybody else going to have to be a minute. Please, please press one now. But on, this is what I do. I don't have a degree behind my name. I don't have a bunch of accolades. So when I fire, I can't miss. And I've shut up a lot of people over the years that was had all kind of letters behind their name. I mentioned over 100 things that we're living out. Let's say you're right, brother, Foreman, Pastor Foreman, and I might have gotten some scriptures, missed some kind of way I misunderstood. Okay, you're going to have to do that with 100 scriptures. Good luck. You're not going to do it. So I'm going to I am going to do it. I am going to do it. No, but that's no. The thing, but I'm not, I'm not here. Oh, yes, I am. Well, you, I understand you're a senior teacher, but you have not dealt with slave ships. That's the biggest one. My point is this. My point is this. Israel is somewhere on this planet. Anybody talking about white-skinned people Israel, they're not going to even get into certain conversations. Certain, they're not even be invited to the party. Because white skin is, is a recessive trait from dark-skinned people. It is impossible the people of the Bible could have been white. Just literally impossible. Anybody say that, automatically, certain, certain circles, they won't even invite to be invited. Because that just says, the sister Eliana, everything she said was just true about them. Them are the people that are really brainwashed. Even whites have taught me some of the things I'm saying right now. Not that that make it right, because that would be white supremacy right there. 
I'm just saying they have even weighed in on this. We weren't there. White skin only comes when uh, certain people have to migrate, uninterrupted. That's what they're trying to get their, it's they're to get their country back right now. There's no way you can have a white skin nation. There was too much mixing to have been any a white nation. Those people in that Bible was black, including your Lord and Savior. So my point is, Israel is on this planet somewhere. A lot of them are dark. Some of them I suspect is white because when they were taken into captivity by, I believe, those from the north. North is north to me. I don't have all these theories you have. North is north. <laughs> and I believe that. And uh, I think some of them are white. And we need to understand these, this, is because, this, this revelation because a lot of us are going through these things in America. We don't know why. And I think I love people enough to give them a reason why we're going through it. These young people are coming and asking some very hard questions. Why are we at the bottom? Why are they treating us like this? Why we got? Why can't we, like Brother John say, I go get my degree. I do everything I said, but why am I? And you, this business with Dan was saying, well, you just got to go and try hard. Man, please, you get <laughs> come on. Are you asleep? All kind of people are, 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 have degrees and talk about going through all this oppression. Somebody got to ask why. If we're not Israelites, if we're not Israelites, and it's this hard for us? Something is terribly wrong. I don't even want to think about that. And that's when people start coming up with terms like, well, you are this. They start telling us what we are. We don't know what we are. Brother, we're the people of the Bible. You may not understand it. I understand it. I understand it. Maybe we didn't explain it right. I, I think I did explain it right. I just think I didn't have enough time. I literally have, I'm looking at my list, and I'm not playing with y'all. I literally have about 120 scriptures I didn't go over. So maybe we have to do part four, because I got descriptions in the scriptures. I got how priests would act, how women would act. I mean, literally how they would act. I mean, literally stuff they're saying every day. Daughters, how daughters would act, how sons would behave and act, and fathers, and how the Gentiles, where they come from, how they would be an oppressor. I got more scriptures on oppressor, the people that rule over there, not that they're just from the north. That's not it, brother. It's what they say, how they redefine everything. It's all this stuff. The scripture says, the last thing I'm saying, I'm going to try to rush this. The Bible says when the, when it was poured out the tongues, you know, uh, when he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh, it, it, it course. It was said that this is that we prophesied by the prophet Joel. And Joel, when it talks about how there was going to be one that the Spirit poured out, it also introduced the people. And it says there's never been a people like this. So that's not everybody. That's not every people. That's not all everybody going through it. It says there's never been a people like this. And then it says something very strange. It said there will never be another people like this. For many generations. We are many generations from Acts. Those people, I believe, are the people that rule over us today. One more time in the book of Joel, it talks about the Spirit being poured out. It talks about there came a people upon the earth. There's never were the people, people like them before them. And it says, after them, there won't be another people like them for many generations. I believe that's this time. I've got so many scriptures. If I got that wrong because I misunderstood the the, the uh, exegesis, and I got my okay, uh, brother, I got a hundred and twenty. If, if forty scriptures stick, you're in trouble. It's just four of them stick. And the biggest issue you're gonna have to answer if you 
come on for a part four. You may not want to. Is this. If we're not Israel, living all these scriptures, please, please tell me who is. Which you, no disrespect, you will not be able to do. You're no different than anybody else. You're either not going to come on for part four, or you're going to come on and say something like this. Well, you know, I don't know. Only the Father knows, and I don't think it's important. The most important thing is Jesus. That's how this Brother episode Seth, is going to be. You end. haven't heard me say any of that. You haven't heard me. You I never heard, heard me back down. You never. No, I'm not going to say that. You can't tell me what I'm going to say. I'm just saying. I respect. I would never put words in your mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. You ask me to come on the floor time. I I would be happy to come on the floor time. If you want to give me longer to describe my position from which I come from to speak about how I perceive things, I would be happy to do it. But you're you're taking the last 10 minutes to say a whole lot about my position and Brother Jack's position, and you're putting words in our mouths that we would never say. There's not one thing we have not accepted as a question to give you an answer. There's not one thing that we've ever said about what you would say. What we do is okay. we, we stand our well, ground and we keep do. our claims. What we want to do, everybody, there will be a part four. There will be a part four. There will be a part four. Now, because of what happened, it won't happen again because I'm going to get everybody straight as far as who they, who's what. And uh, hopefully blog talk won't drop the ball. These brothers will come on again. And I promise you, next week ain't going to be no commercials. We won't have as many guests. It's just going to be this brother, brother, the two brothers. I don't know if I'll invite Pastor Chris. He's very good. But I just want probably a reader. I may have Brother John as a reader, maybe. And that's it. Nobody else. And you guys are definitely going to flow because I'm not going to talk that much. And we'll see. Because I'm telling you, I have never met anyone. And I'm not, you know, it's no, there's no points to me. It's God's truth that came back and showed me that the people over in Israel are the Jews. Never. And, never. And to your claim, to your claim, I could say, and I'm saying the same thing. I can tell you right now, many times God has spoken specifically to me about the revelations of truth that explain who we are, who we should be, and where we should be placing our claim and what we should be pursuing and preaching as a means of a message to a people. But again, that's that's where you and I and everybody else have to be able to defend our position and use logic and use scripture, definitely scripture, but making sure we're properly defining the scriptures so that the position we have is consistent. I could say a whole... Cult leaders have led hundreds of thousands of people astray, but they use the Bible. Why could they use the Bible? And I could say the same about anybody, and somebody could say the same about me. But if I'm a listener, if I'm somebody who likes to engage in dialogue, I'm going to listen and see how clear and how accurate and consistent one presents the scriptures, not by taking 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 verses that sound like it's good for us to use, but they can't methodically process how it ties into the rest of the Bible and making a claim for what is of God and what is not of God. So I'm, I'm down for that. I'll take part four, five, and six. We have to. Well, and, and just for the record, what you just said, that could apply to anything. And, and, and what right. you just said could apply to what you said could apply to you as well. And I appreciate it. There will be a part four, just so you know, everybody. So, folks, listen, i got to wrap this show up. Again, y'all have been listening to the Five Stone Network. Uh, brother, again, Pastor Foreman, uh, uh, Brother Jermaine Jackson. Sister Eliana, thank you so much. Appreciate everything. Okay, sister? 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, folks, we got to wrap it up. We run out of time. We run out of time. So I'll be with your brothers off the line a little later on again. Thank you all.